When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Drop it on an angle. What up, everybody? It's 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You are listening to Beamich and Finley. He is the NFL's second all-time yardage leader. I am a big-eared blogger. Brian still wearing flannel. Landfill, he must have stolen that style from somebody. Nobody wears flannel in the wintertime. Good morning, B-Mitch. How Nobody. You I'm chilling, brother. What's happening with you? Uh, not much, man. I damn near thought my leg was going to fall off about a, Why? a half hour ago. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, I was in the gym. I did the rowing machine. Um, everything was cool. I needed a stretch. I did like a 15-minute stretch on my phone. And... I was in a laying down, pull back your quad, like into your butt stretch. My my hammies are tight anyway. Pull your quad into your butt. Like I'm laying down, pulling, your, my, pulling your, my ankle. Ankle butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, the, like the track style. Yeah. Yeah. But my hammies Hurdle, are. as they call it. My hammies are constantly tight. I live in a state of constant hamstring tightness. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's like a back issue. I don't know. I'm all screwed up. But, um. My phone, my phone's been real funky today. Has anybody else's phone been funky? I think something's going on in the atmosphere. But anyway, um, my phone started buffering in the middle of this stretch, and I didn't realize it at first. So I'm holding, holding, holding. You're and, in this building, bro. And then I feel my, I feel like the twinging start where it's about to seize up, and I yelped like a dog got that stuck with a fire coal. I was like, ah! Um, <laughs> but all's well. Nah, that's, well. Just, that's just this building, brother. Yeah, the building sucks. Uh. Traffic sucks on Tuesdays. Now, I will add, Jeffrey, that I was aware of it, and that's why as much as possible, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's drop the girls to school and just get downtown. Yeah. Because it's damn near going to take an hour. That day, everybody goes to work on those days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Friday, most people are working from home. I think most people go to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And only, like, some combination of it. People don't go to work even three days a week anymore. Well, as, as most people are going in, because, like, I know a lot of people in D.C. and stuff like that, they're there three days a week, and they're trying to get them five. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, you, you can it's tell. hard to put Pandora Monday back in the and, box. But you know what? Eventually, Pandora's going to be in the box, and you, you're going to be not having a job. Somebody else will take it. Sure. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, you know, that's going to be an interesting kind of sub-phenomenon here. Uh, Jeffrey, you texted to the group. At what time was that? Uh, 9.20 a.m. Yo, WTF is going on today. Was that, did you not have a lighter for your L? Like, what was the problem? No, bro. I was on the bridge. Like, you know the bridge over there? Right like the loop? Right in that spot? Yes. I was on that bridge for like 15 minutes. 
It's like I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, because when I made the left right here to come this way, it was like it's never like that. Yo, yeah, I've never seen it. Like where that. I get off, more people are being asked to come back to work. Where I get off on six ninety five at South Capitol, that was jammed to the highway. Like it did appear that something was going on in this immediate vicinity. Yeah, I took a picture. I screenshotted a picture of the map. Everything was red from mm. everywhere. Was that you preparing to let us know, yo, I was down here, look at the screenshot. Yeah, now I'm going stamp. home because I nah, can't get there. Nah, that was just like, um, Bowser not playing with y'all no more. She said y'all want, she wants y'all to come to work. Now everybody back at work. Listen, man. When you first I, said Bowser, I thought you meant Super Mario. I can tell you like this, man. I done some work from home on this during the show. It ain't the same as being here. when you're at work around people. Because you, you go to the bathroom, you forget you're on the radio. You do other stuff. And listen, man. You I, also don't spend two hours in the car every If day. one person is at home, okay, let, let's just break this down. You hear people talking about they have two full-time jobs now since they've been working at home. You think any one of those jobs, those companies, want you working full-time for somebody else? No. So that is why a lot of people are saying come back home. Come back to work because they want you in that building so they can know you're actually working. And guess what happens? Those that were doing it, blame yourselves because y'all were posting it. Y'all brag about it. Everybody, you got to put every damn thing on your social media, even when you know you should be putting it on there. But for the most part, you think, oh, my boss will never see my social media. BS. They got somebody watching it, figuring out everything you're doing. Um, Landfill, how was your ride in? I mean, there was traffic. Yeah. I think at this point in the game, Tuesdays have bad traffic. Like, I think we got to know that. Well, um, yesterday coming in, when you get to 66 to come into D.C., it says $5. Today it said forty two fifty. Oh, my God. So I did not Yo, do that. Yo, that is obscene. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous because you go from. 42 bucks from the Beltway to the from city? four ninety five to the city. Now, from four ninety five to Washington you Boulevard. You get a back rub or anything? four ninety five to Washington Boulevard is $5. Now. So they're telling you from Washington Boulevard to DC. That's right. So it's thirty-seven. The Washington Boulevard exit is right by um, right when you pass the Air Force Memorial. Okay. Oh, okay. Like so, right when you pass the Italian store and everything, coming in sixty-six. Italian store. Right when you go under the metro or whatever. Well, whatever the metro is, it's yeah. the second road, the second exit. Now you get there, it's five dollars. So it's thirty-seven fifty the rest of the way. I'm gonna just tell you how they just throw numbers up. So I jump off at Washington Boulevard because you could just follow it alongside, go all the way up. But then when I got to where Glebe Road is, you're talking about three three miles, four miles, it was down to nine dollars. You get back on? I just jump back on. Cause they, if I could I stay over and go all the way up and I never touch it again. But I say, okay, boom, 14 bucks for the day, that's cool. And I just jumped on and went. But my question is, why is it forty two dollars? And, and, and to the, get to that spot, it's five, thirty-three. You expected thirty-seven, and it dropped all the way down to nine in a matter of eight, nine minutes, ten minutes. I don't know. I that it, that is. I couldn't it figure is, that out if it hey, paid me. The 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 little saying "highway robbery" that is one hundred percent. That sounds like legitimate highway That's robbery. That's exactly what it is. Um, I mean, my ride. You know, I spend my life on Massachusetts Avenue. Um, it wasn't too bad. Like the natural. Problem areas are uh, Ward Circle at AU and then getting across Wisconsin. Somehow, like of all the of all the issues plaguing us in the and I think we can call it post pandemic world at this point. 
Um, the fact that parking enforcement is so haphazard and lackadaisical, like on major thoroughfares into the city, tow the cars. But they don't. Instead, they just probably will aggressively ticket everybody that's four minutes late if there's a Nats day game. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, um, But whatever. I, it wasn't too bad. I got down here. Obviously, there's a, a lot going on in the football world um, for, for us to kind of get into, B. Um, I, yesterday, we were kind of reacting to all the games. I think Dan Quinn seems like this big flashpoint for Commanders fans that they're going to bring him in for a second interview. They're going to bring a number of people in. They're probably going to have a few people for a second interview. I, I think mean, almost everybody that's come in has come for a second interview. You know that Quinn and Slowick are coming. I, I certainly believe that Ben Johnson. Raheem is on a second uh, right. interview as well. Raheem's coming in for it. Quinn's coming in for it. Slowick's coming in for I it. I think the Dan Quinn thing being a Dallas coach and the last game is what weighs on people's minds. I I yes, but I think there were a lot of people that are just anti-retread. They just don't want somebody that's already coached. They only want to start with somebody new. And there's a lot of a lot of people, man, that believe you can't hire offensively, that you can't hire a defensive coach. Yeah. I, I think what was my what what have I said since the beginning? Hire the best leader. Whoever the hell Adam Peters hire, I'm cool with it. Because I, I I I am sitting here looking at people. That every time a name pops up, that they never said the person's name before, had no interest in it because he wasn't there. But once the name pops up, then they go through all this. Oh, I wouldn't like that person. How can you not like that person when you never was thinking about that person to mention that person? This is just like in this day and age, we are just a lot of folks are just trying to act like they know everybody. They don't know everybody. Sure. And let's be real about it. You hire. It's not necessarily offensive defensive. If you can't get the people to buy into what you're selling, you're wasting your damn time. I I, I totally agree with that. I, I want to be clear. I think Ben Johnson's getting this job. I, I don't think I, unless somebody bombs an interview, I, I think the, the series of events for him to not get this job would be he bombs an interview. A, a guy like Raheem, I could see – He's such a dynamic personality that he just wows people in a way they weren't expecting. But I, I just, I mean, we said it last week, I think, that we're at 75, 80% sure it's go, mm-hmm. this job's going to Ben Johnson. And I think that's exciting. But, I like, think, but what happens but is. But I think to dismiss other people just because of the side of their ball, but the, the side of the ball Yeah, is that, that's silly. crazy. But the longer he plays and the more those other people are in front of him, it may get to a point where, like, should we keep waiting or should we go now? Because what if that's your guy, and then all of a sudden, like I said, Tepper comes and gives him that money where he can't say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we got to bleep you. He give you that bleep you money. Yeah, he's got bleep and, you and money. And then he does that. Then you're stuck. So the whole thing is they're going to have to make a move based off of what they feel uh, off the person. And if someone wows them and do, does something like that, you go with that. But the whole thing is I am not going to have my hair standing up on my arms or whatever Every time a new name pops up, because you know, ultimately, they went out and got the right guy. This uh, ownership group, and they are going to allow the right guy to go out and get the player that he they need to get. I mean, the coach that they need to get, and that's what I'm gonna go with because I I I, I kind of get to the point where we can sit up here and say who he want, how we want him, and this that and the other, 
It'll make a difference. They're going to hire whoever they want to hire. I totally agree with that. I think I talked with a dude yesterday that's a lawyer that is tangentially involved in, in some things around the league, right? And having the conversation about a lot of things, I, I do think, like, we talk about Washington as the best job mm-hmm. that's open. There's a couple of factors involved. That doesn't mean that only a guy like Ben Johnson would see it as a, as a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. That means everybody would see it as a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. But there are guys. If you Think about Quinn and Morris. Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris. Yeah. They've both been head coaches. They know how hard it is to get those jobs, how rare it is to get those offers. So let's say you, let's say Dan Quinn comes in here, and everything I hear from Dallas is that that dude exudes leadership and charisma mm-hmm. and is going to crush it in interviews. Yeah. And I know Raheem. Like, I've seen I know what a dynamic, charismatic person he is. And I know he could crush it in interviews. And let's say those guys come here and crush it in interviews. Mm-hmm. I, I think that should almost be the expectation, frankly. But let's say those guys, there's six jobs still open. Mm-hmm. Make that five. The Titans hired Brian Callahan. Mm-hmm. They found their guy that's going to build Will Levis up. And they're not waiting anymore. So let's say, Drab, let's say the Seattle Seahawks offer the job to Dan Quinn. Okay. You think he's waiting for the commanders to get? Because no, I you do think. You, you can't wait. Because. I don't, let, let's especially be a second, a, a guy that's going for his second job. You and I agree this a lot to this. We, we agree on this point. All 32 of them are the best ones. You know why? Because it's only 32. And. The average salary now is starting at seven, five, eight. Okay, seven point five to eight million a year. That's where they're starting at. It's good work. So the ultimate thing is, I am available. We can sit up here and say what we think is the best job or not. You know what's the best job? What does that person who's taking it think? Okay, if you look at a Jim Harbaugh, he seems to be going back to San Francisco. I mean, L.A. again for the for the Chargers. You got the movie stars out there. He, he he acts like he's one. You got beaches and, and sunny weather. That may be the best job for him. Somebody else could come here and say, you know what? I want to be closer to where all the things happen in the country. D.C. could be the best job for them. You go down there with my man in um, Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank may say, you know, I'm going to give you Chocolate City. I'm, I'm going to give you the key to it. That may be the best job. It's you got a nice house in Atlanta. The best job is whatever the person who's taking it thinks. Not none of us. You know, and I, listen, man. We, as as media guys and a lot of us now analytics people, we think we have all answers. We don't. Because you know what we do when it comes to the whole process? We interview no damn body. Right. We, we don't know what they're talking about, what they're looking for, to be honest with you. So the whole thing is sometimes, and my mind on it now is, look, hire them. And let's start getting them ready. But I, one thing I want to make sure folks understand. They're mm-hmm. they're not moving slow. This is the process. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Think about Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. They were the Eagles' two coordinators last year. Gannon was the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Steichen was the offensive coordinator. Both those dudes got head jobs after the Super Bowl. Yep. And you know what? The hell, they looking for two more now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, but like they identified what they were going to do, how they were going to get it, and they waited. Mm-hmm. 
I think most folks expect the Lions to lose this weekend. Maybe they win. But next week, there will be private jets in the sky to bring Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn and Josh Harris and Magic Johnson all together to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they're only waiting on Johnson. They're waiting on Glenn. Mike McDonald on the other side is still coaching this weekend. They're waiting on Glenn, and I think also they still got that. They got to get the minority candidate outside the building. They got one in Rooney. They're on Rooney rules, right. So they got one more, and that probably could be Glenn. But the ultimate thing is you got to allow them to talk to the people that they're going to talk to. You know, you we, listen, I know it's fun to get into a conversation about it all the time. Some of the people, and it's unfortunate, they're talking to some people just because they're talking. Because they may be also trying to figure out what they are the questions they need to ask the people that they truly, truly want to bring in. You know what I mean? Yeah. That happens too. So we'll see. I got one for you. Mm-hmm. You ready for this, Landini? Dan Quinn gets the Seahawks job. Listen, McCarthy, what he just did, two of them two times. Do you really think McCarthy is saying, I'm going to go get that? Don't know. Well, I know I, I, I've watched Norv do it a lot. We cook somebody and he go bring them in. That's a number one uh, dude. <laughs> Who's and your guy you're still mad about? Al, Al Noga. Noga. Yeah. <laughs> we ran the ball. Our game plan was to run at Al Noga. We did that and was highly successful. Average about six yards per carry running at him. And we brought him in the next year as our number one guy in free agency. And he was awful. Yo, how about. Green Bay's game plan to run the ball at Chase Young every time he was on the field. Smart. I, it was it was astounding to watch it re- repeatedly hey man, like that. I've said it over and over again. I really don't care who or what. That's the same thing Green Bay did with uh, Michael Parsons as well. Yeah. You know, when True. you when you got to do something that you're not accustomed to doing, all of a sudden the game gets a little tougher. You know what I would expect from David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs? Coming, coming right at. And Bosa, if, too. If they don't it take was, him off the field. It was way more apparent yeah. for Chase. But they did it and to Bosa. They, they did it to stop. Bosa. Yeah. And I thought those Green Bay wideouts were super physical coming down. But what, all you got to do is think about it. People think you got to put somebody on their back. No. You got to get in their Just way. Just get in their way and yeah. hinder them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, let's do this. Commanders, most cap space in the NFL. But what exactly does that mean? Don't go anywhere. Be Mitchell Finley. Just getting started. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-series inverter heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. I don't worry about any cold weather when I'm in my house right now. It's always exactly how I want it to be. You need to head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. Because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. Not a lot of subtlety to his game. But you can't sometimes, deny. Sometimes he makes, people don't want no bangers. subtlety. They want you to just give it. They want you they to want smack you to just that. just say what the hell you want. <laughs> no, sometimes you're trying to say it the right way, all coy, and you lose out. Nothing coy about Akon. Hey. Akon Fridays, baby. Hey, like are you playing poker? I'm going all in. Hell yeah. <laughs> clearly. Um I, I want to get to the salary cap stuff, but I this number just crossed my mind. 
Uh, speaking of, you know, Tandler always used to say, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. Yep. People can say whatever they want about soccer and basketball and baseball and hockey and Olympic sports and mm-hmm. presidential debates and C-SPAN, whatever they want to say. Yep. You know what people want? Football. Football. 100%. Yo, listen to this. People, look, you know how many people, Commander fans, told me that they watched the 91 Super Bowl last week? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we still watching it. When the playoffs come, we want to we wanna feel it, so we watch it all the time. It was double-digit people telling me this Saturday when I was down at the uh, MGM. Think about that. Yo, think about this. <laughs> What do you? How many people you think watch? Now I knew Chiefs Bills was going to be massive just because you had Mahomes and Allen over over twenty nine thousand. Oh, over thirty million. Well okay. over thirty million. All right, B's in at over thirty million. Jeff, what do you think? How many how many millions of people watch Chiefs Bills on Sunday? Uh, forty. Landini, I was going to guess forty seven. All right. The previous record for a divisional round playoff game was Cowboys-Packers in 2017. I think that's the Dez didn't catch it game. Uh-huh, he didn't. Based on the rules, then he didn't. I, I don't know if that was that game, but I think that was. Just trying to piss off Cowboys fans. I'm all for it. He didn't. 48.5 million people. Damn, so it's 57 million. Watch that game. Didn't they say viewership is going yeah, down? Hold on. Not just 50-some. At its peak, so probably the fourth quarter of that game, 56 million people were watching that yeah, game. Yeah, and then, then, then 6 million people in New York and close to Buffalo turned it off right when they realized this is <laughs> over. missed the kick. <laughs> um, Sorry, T-Mac. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. I had to talk to T-Mac yesterday. My man's in the gutter. Uh Chiefs Bills is the yeah, most. I got something I can let him hold for a bit. <laughs> Chiefs Bills is the wear. most watched NFL divisional playoff game ever, and the first to surpass 50 million viewers, averaging, averaging, averaging. Should which means the picture? first quarter you should, especially on that finger, averaging 50.3. You know I'm a round up because it's 50.393, averaging 50.4 50. 50. million yeah. viewers, and up 10 percent. Versus last year's comparable window of Cowboys 49ers. Cowboys Niners is a monster game. Yeah. Now, granted, that was an ass kicking, which probably impacted. That's why it. people turned it off. Previous record was 48 and a half, Cowboys Packers in 17. Yesterday's game, the most watched game since. Anybody want to guess? I don't know. Most watched. I mean, this year? Most. Or- most watched sport, most watched program on any network since what? Since the weekend before. No. Right idea though. Since that weekend last year. Nope. Since the Super Bowl last year. Wow. Because I mean, the Super Bowl was later than everything, and the Super oh, Bowl yeah. is the most watched thing ever. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty remarkable. I'm curious. So Sunday's night. That Sunday night slot is also just a, a hammer. Um, Remember when it used to be Monday night? Yeah. That Sunday they night switched is that. taking over, dog. 
Um, I also think that 630 slot is perfect, but I, I think I'm really curious. So this Sunday's game, the be- I, I don't know if you agree with me. To me, you're such a jerk. The better of the two games this weekend is Chiefs-Bills. But that's at 3 o'clock. You've got Niners-Lions as the 630 game. Yeah. Chiefs-Ravens. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff is trying – I mean, JP trying to help out the Bills. He no, I'm them not. in there so bad. I, I'm not. I'm out on that. People just openly root for Josh Allen. Like, like watching Mahomes versus Lamar is not going to be fun. Um, oh, man, Maddie was crying. Do we all agree that – Chiefs Ravens is the better game of the two. Yeah, at least going in, you never know how a game plays out. Yeah, you but... you, you think that would be the better game because you're looking at the defending Super Bowl champs with all world Pat Mahomes going against the two time MVP and the guy that is going against the team that I think he should be going through to get to the Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson and his group. Well, dude, I believe Jeff. See if you can look up real quick. Doesn't Mahomes have two MVPs also? Yeah, but I'm just saying, we know Mahomes all world. We already know he's established himself. Lamar is trying to, he has shown the capability, but he's trying to kick it down by having that success in the playoffs now. I agree with that, yeah. but I, like of the MVP trophies is particularly He should have it. He should have to. I think Lamar is going to win it this year. We don't find out for a couple more weeks. When is the last time you think there's a playoff matchup of guys with multiple MVPs? It's got to be. Brady Manning, right? Probably so. Because I think Drew Brees won one. I I don't know. I mean, that tells you a lot about the magnitude of the matchup. I also think you have kind of the ancillary Taylor Swift stuff, which I fr- – do you find it annoying how they keep showing her? I, no. Uh, JP, everything is about making money, dog. I, I get it. I if just Taylor like, Swift says she's coming on your podcast, then you going to say no? No. All right, then. <laughs> Stop not. that BS. Hey man, the, the TV is the TV uh stations are smart as hell. If the Chiefs are playing, we're showing her. You know that little jacket that she wore that day? They sold out. You know who made it? Yeah. Kyle Yuschek's <laughs> yeah. wife. Yeah. So Kyle Yuschek's <laughs> wife is about to make as much money as he made this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Um I'm getting traffic updates tweeted at me. Apparently it is still a mess on 395, 695. Um, also, the Dez didn't catch it was 2014 in Green Bay. Um, I just, that Bills-Chiefs game was such a monster. I think Ravens-Chiefs is going to be a true heavyweight fight. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it it sets up to be. We've seen some matchups sometimes. We look at the game and go, oh, this is going to be a great one, and then it's a dud. Sure. I don't want this to be a dud. I agree. You never know until they yeah. play it. Um, one thing that I that I kind of wanted to have a, a, a quick discussion on, because I'm curious what you guys think. I am, I believe, yeah, I got, so I'm going to go cover that Chiefs-Ravens game mm-hmm. for NBC, for Channel 4. Um, and I'm curious where you land on this, B. In the, in the, in our viewership area, there's undeniably Ravens fans. But I also think this game is of such a magnitude that it'd be silly not to cover it. Yeah. Dude, listen to me. I was just on SeatGeek looking at tickets. My buddy, son, is a big Ravens fan. He told me to see if I could find something. Everybody I knew probably would have tickets. 
they're using them. So I was looking on SeatGeek. You know what they told me? You're in line. Whenever whenever uh, someone sells a ticket back, then you'll be in the queue. You can go up to it. Well, dude, Which they, means they're about to pay some ridiculous money for a ticket. What's crazy, they had tickets available. Um, they had tickets available this morning at 10 a.m. I'm yeah. sure they sold out in a quarter <laughs> of a second. Yeah. But I, I just think that thing is going to be... The best football game I've ever covered. I'm still in line. <laughs> the best football game I've ever covered was 20, I guess it was January of 2014. Ravens, Patriots in Foxborough. Cheapest seat, nosebleed, $524. No, $359 in the corner. You probably uh, obstructed. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. 31-35, the Pats won. If you remember, the Pats rolled out that unbalanced line late in that game. It was late third quarter. The Ravens were up two touchdowns. Brady brings them all the way back. It, it was unreal, and I kind of feel like we could get something like that because <laughs> both these offenses can move the ball so well. I, I'm just fired up for that. What are you laughing about? T-Mac texts me back. He say, now I have a reason to call in on Bleep You Thirst. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McDonough is our dear friend, co-worker that is a huge Bills fan, grew up in Buffalo, drove up Saturday to watch the game Sunday, drove back Monday morning. I had to talk to him yesterday. He said the walk from leaving the stadium to the car, like to get to the parking lot, how big is that stadium? 65,000 or something? I bet. Every seat's packed. He said it was silent. Everybody. And you know how drunk and rowdy those Buffalo people are? He said it was silent. Silent. Dude, how about Joel Embiid? 70. Let's talk about it when we get back. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sideline, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship game with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. Listen, we just talked about this game, and they're both going to be exciting. And I'm going to tell you it's not going to go just how everybody thinks. So if you want to lean to the underdogs, try that. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel.com. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to join the day. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian. B-R-I-A-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just Redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sean probably came out in like 2008. Did you really just ask, was this Usher? I found nothing like Usher. I don't know nothing like is. Usher. I, I'm not very familiar with Jay Sean's work. You, you tell me this sounds nothing like Usher? Nothing like Usher. Leville, play an Usher song nothing. for me. It's got to sound somewhat like it. No, I'm listening to the voice. I'm not listening to the beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to the voice. The listen beat, to the voice that is you. not Usher. But yeah. The beat, you're getting me? The beat, I understand why you say that, but. Thank you. As a as an Usher fan, don't ever disrespect Usher like that, okay? <laughs> Usher's a legend. Jay Sean is not. I'm I'm cool with that. The beats sound pretty damn familiar. You're not getting a pass for that one. Nah, not at all. I'm not looking for a pass from you, Jeff. I'm, ever. I'm about to say that's just like Tempe. <laughs> Temp. <laughs> no, Temp. <laughs> Are you uh Let's gauge the room. Usher halftime performance. Are you fired up? Jeff, you're clearly fired up. I'm fired of up. course, man. Landini? I'm a big Usher guy. Are you? Yeah. All right. Um, well, he's been playing Vegas all this time, and now he's going to do halftime. It's going to be bright. I always have a question. I think he took off of uh, the show in Vegas for a while until the Super Bowl's over. Here's a theory. A lot of these dudes that do the Vegas residencies, I wonder if they owe, like, Oh, I'm down six mil at the Bellagio. I will play two concerts there, sir. And then they just wipe it clean. Not him. No? Nah. All right. So. I know somebody that that had those issues. I I think you and I. With a certain establishment. I think you and I both know. I think you and I both know the same thing. Um, How about this? Usher, last year was Rihanna. Two years ago was Snoop, Dre, Eminem. Kind of the celebration of hip-hop in L.A. Of those three, what were you most excited for? Now, we haven't seen Usher yet. I was excited more for Dre and all of them to do it because yeah. I've never seen nothing exactly like that. Well, you had, They never had a lineup like that coming out before. Yeah. They never had – they had had hip-hop people as like a secondary role yeah. at Super Bowl halftime, but never a hip-hop halftime show. Yeah. So, to me, to me, the, the Dre and Snoop Super Bowl halftime was the best since Prince – um, I, I I thought that was just excellent. The fact that it started raining when he was playing Purple Rain, pretty damn incredible. <laughs> hey man, Fifty hanging the upside down, rapping "Get Rich or Die Trying." That was weird. That was, okay. that was I wasn't it was weird. Cool. That was, was cool. Was, Come yeah, on now, that, cool. that was a staple in hip hop. That album that came out my senior year of college, and we bumped it. You couldn't go down Knox Road in College Park without hearing some track off that you album. You couldn't go nowhere during that time and not hear no 50 Cent. Landini, what you like most most excited for out of those three? I uh, couldn't care less about the Super Bowl halftime show. You, you just said you're a big Usher fan. I like Usher, but why would I watch the Super Bowl halftime show? 
You can do so many other things. So you're a big Usher fan, and you're going to watch the Super Bowl. While watching the halftime. I like football. I'll Hold watch on. the football, so and then I'll do gonna... anything else in the world, okay. and then come back and watch football. However, I also know that your favorite thing to do is nothing. That's true. So what are you going to get up and do during the Super Bowl? You're going to sit right there and not pay attention to Take the... a nap. Uh, eat some Cheetos. <laughs> well, you're going to be dancing to us. You can Stop eat it. Cheetos while watching the halftime yeah, Every show. time we see the song come on, you're dancing. Last you year. are a big dancer. You could also eat Cheetos while not watching the Super Bowl halftime show, and it would be an even more uh, incredible experience. So you didn't watch? Didn't watch it, no. What didn't, did I... didn't watch Janet Jackson and uh, what's his name? Didn't watch any. Well, I mean, why would Boot you ever Gate? watch him? Um, do you think Usher will be better than Rihanna last year? I'm going to say yeah. Yes. I'm a bigger Rihanna fan by a pretty wide margin. You just like I, Rihanna. You, I mean, yes. you're not necessarily a fan. You just like her. I like I like the music, and I like her. Sing a Rihanna. Sing three Rihanna he like songs. The, he like Under the, he my like, umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. He like her first. Then he likes the songs. I, I think she's a smoke show, and I also like the music. I don't. Do I really need more than that? Sing another Rihanna song. Uh. Didn't she sing the T.I. track, So Live I, Your Life? I don't know. You're a Rihanna fan. You like her. I, the Diamond song? I know that song. Diamonds Are sing Forever? It. Sing it then. Dude. Because I, I believe fan. I know if I say a single Prince song, you'll get the purple rain. I already sang the Umbrella song. I'm, I'm out on this. <laughs> I think Usher will be back. The only Usher song I could tell you is the, there's the one about, like, cheating, right? What's that song? JP, you've been living under a rock. Confessions. You, Confessions, yeah, that song. And that was he, about 10, you 12, know, 15 years You ago. don't know, yeah. Yeah's yeah. the, yeah the hit, but isn't that a little John song that he sings on? Uh, you don't know, you remind me of a girl. that That's Usher? The DJ got us falling in love. That's again. Usher. All right, he's got some hits. I, I'm surprised that you can pick it up and Jeff sing it because Jeff sounds horrible. What I'm going to say <laughs> is I like Rihanna better, and maybe I just like her because she's beautiful, Jeff. That's it. Jay, and, and nothing wrong with that. But I thought her performance was kind of low-key, and then it comes out she was pregnant. Like, I understand why it was kind of low-key. I think Usher's will be wild Vegas lights. Usher could dance, dance. dance. I was about yeah. to say, we about to get a show. Usher could give I'm you, agreeing. Usher could give you Michael Jackson-style dancing. I'm going to have to turn the TV off around and, my aunt. Please. Don't stop the Isn't music. Post Malone coming out with him too, or something? Are they gonna be playing? Uh, I don't or know. Is he doing but, another hey, one? But Post is another amazing artist too. It must be Post Malone, Usher. No, Post Malone's doing like America the Beautiful. Okay, then Reba McIntyre, I think is doing something rare. I think I think she's doing the national anthem. I remember her. I put up her stage when I was in college. Made a lot of money that get, that week, weekend, bro. Reba gets it done. Um, so I don't I'm trying know to if see. Reba was paying us or not, but we got paid. JP in college. JP is a fake Rihanna fan. Fine. That's what I got from this conversation. Can I tell well. you that I think she's hot? Like, yes, that's I fine. Isn't I did say that. I've said it repeatedly. No, you were saying you was a fan of her music. Like and it, it, the songs like come her. on, I like them. We fell in love in a foreign place. That song, I like that song. Nope, that's not the words. <laughs> I like that song. Whatever the hell the words are. Those aren't those are, I'm saying like, those are not close. And she's beautiful. What more do I have to do? I thought it was we found love <laughs> in a hopeless place. I had just taken a sip of this Celsius. <laughs> 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 You'll say nope. 
That's not too far. Barstool Nate joins us I'm next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Place. Good news. Beamish just told me he has a feeling he's going to have to kick Jeff's ass today. Better news. Barstool Nate on the BetQL guest line. We're now like three days deep. Is the mouse over there? The computer uh, mouse? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this prison cell. No, I had it over here the other yeah, day. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. All right. Now you got Barstool Nate on the BetQL guest line. What, what up, Nate, Nate? Dog? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. I want to be nice. We're talking bad about us behind our back. We found out. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, dude? we are. Yeah, yeah, do it. I do it every week for like the two minutes before I come on the air. Uh, we just bash you when I'm on hold. So, dude, I was about to open this by what I think is good news in your life, but then I find out you're s talking us behind our back. Yeah, that's all accurate. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, cool. To show you how little I care about that, tell us about the good news. I saw. Are you hosting a radio show now or something? Help me understand. Yeah. So, uh, I I've been taking notes and studying nonstop every time that I come on the show, what works and what doesn't work. And after four years of calling into your show and boosting your ratings every Tuesday, I am now hosting See Friday. Of our show every Tuesday at 11. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, no, I was just told DK, that our ratings are the DK worst at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock on Tuesday is the worst. No, no, I got a memo from CK and he showed me the spike in the graph where the ratings go through the no, roof. That from was like a, 11. It went through the roof of the, of the, the apartment below us. The floor is the roof. Uh, <laughs> Um, 980 is knocking down my door trying to get me. And I said, no, I will not leave. Um, you're doing a really bad job of letting us congratulate you about something. Yeah, it's kind of what I do. I kind of self-sabotage everything I do. So <laughs> tune in Friday to Barcelona Radio hosted by me. I'm trying to book some guests. I, I DM'd RG3. If anybody has a connection to RG3, I would love to have him on the show. Good luck. Um, all right. Honestly, I think... You and Robert would be pretty damn entertaining. I would I would listen. That would be funny as hell. Um, tell him, text him. Tell him to reply to my DM. No. Um, let's <laughs> do this. Where are you at on the commander's coaching search? Are you comfortable? Are you in a hurry? Do you feel like the process is it, – it's like uh, the three little bears. One's too hot, one's too cold, and one's just right. Where do you weigh in? Yeah, I, I think, you know, using my brain, I think it's Ben Johnson's job to turn down i think uh the falcons obviously want him but i think they just postponed their interview with him uh i i don't want 
I don't want Belichick, obviously. It looks like he's going to Atlanta anyway, especially after the Falcons uh, delayed their interview with Ben Johnson. Uh, and then, you know, who are the other guys? Um, I, I don't want uh, Dan Quinn. I don't want Vrabel. I, I, I want Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick, and I, that's kind of where I'm at. It's got, Nothing's really changed week over week for me. Those are my two guys, uh, and I, I've been pretty impressed watching uh, Ben Johnson's offense hum along and, you know, take the Lions to the NFC Championship game. I, I like what he's doing. I like that he is coaching under a madman, Dan Campbell, who is, I think, everybody's favorite coach in the league at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's like a bad thing that we haven't hired a coach yet. I, I think it's the opposite. I think we're waiting on Ben Johnson. I, I think that's pretty clear to me. I, I agree. Is there any concern about playing the waiting game? Is there any concern that, you know, you lose out on Raheem Morris or Dan Quinn or Bobby Slowick and, and then you kind of end up, I, I don't have this concern, but like a lot of times you and I don't have the same viewpoints where you, you end up with a, uh, you know, all your eggs in one basket and the music stops playing and your basket's empty. No, because there'll, there'll always be someone like a Brian Callahan who wasn't the hot name in the coaching ranks, you know, wasn't really tied to anybody. And then mm-hmm. he becomes a head coach yesterday. So I, I think there's always guys like, you know, Mike McDonald's still out there. Uh, and even the Ravens offensive coordinators and Todd Monken, is that his name? Yeah, Monken. He's still out there. I think he's getting some looks left and right. I think there's always going to be other guys who you can bring in for interviews and who will be good head coaches in this league, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after. Uh, so, no, I'm not really worried about the delay. Coaches are hired after the Super Bowl all the time. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I, I think we're. I think everything's fine. There's literally zero to panic about. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> they hire Adam Peters. Everybody said yep. it was a great move, this, that, and the other. And everyone now I hear is they I, I want Ben Johnson. What if he hires somebody else? That's gonna be the first thing you the, the the people gonna be mad at that he didn't hire. You gotta trust it, right? We I mean that's we, the same. We, we we are trying to go through a new era and say we trust in people. And I think us as fans have already jumped back to where we were because we don't trust anything. We always want. No, what we want. so I, that's just because we're so beaten down from the last two decades. But look, we been begging for someone like Adam Peters to walk through these doors and take control of the team and personnel and all that. We have our guy. We all wanted him. We all love him. We're just going to trust him. I don't. Whoever he hires as, as head coach is the correct decision. That's okay. what I'm going to say. I don't care who he hires because I trust him to lead this team to where we need to be. He does stuff the right way. He has a great proven track record. I'm saying just because I want Ben Johnson or whatever doesn't mean that's the right choice. Whoever he chooses, to me, is the right choice. I think that's fair. Talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. Um, Assuming it's Ben, or even not, I I think there's a pretty big, safe assumption they're going QB at number two. Is there any scenario, though? So I tweeted something out the other day and got like a billion zany replies, which is the nature of the, uh, the platform, I suppose. Um. But I, I think you can make the argument that one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive things Johnson has accomplished in Detroit is working with Jared Goff. And Goff yep. it deserves the lion's share of the credit. It's always the player that gets stuff done. But um, I think Ben Johnson has helped him elevate his game where he's 
you know, in the Final Four, in the NFC title game, but also just good. There was a long time where it was, oh, McVay is manufacturing this from Goff. I think Jared Goff's just a good quarterback. I think he's yeah. probably a top 10 quarterback in the league. He was the number one pick. Right. And what, what year did Ben Johnson get him? I guess three years ago when he got to Detroit. Saying, was his fourth, third, fourth year? Um, I can look that I, up. I mean, it's like when we say it, I mean, I, I, I understand we were falling in love with Ben Johnson, but I would think Jared Goff finally hit his stride when he was supposed to be hitting his stride. He was 27. Um, around fourth, the thing about Goff. Fourth to for fifth him. year. Uh, six. Good in yeah. LA. Yeah, he went to saying. the Super Bowl in LA. He was a pro bowler in LA. <laughs> like he, it's not like he was awful. He's been a good quarterback the majority. Sean of just wanted the guy that he he saw better to work his offense. Right, but it, I'm not I'm, like Jared Goff was always pretty good. You know, he threw for 4,700 yards in his third season. He he threw like a ton of touchdowns. He's this is in L.A. before he came to Detroit. Like he, he, It's not like he was bad, and then he, all of a sudden in Detroit he became great. He yeah, was a well, Pro Bowl quarterback. Yes and no. I, I, there, were, there were highs and lows, certainly. Uh, but whatever, McVay wanted him gone. And, and depending what you read and what you believe, the, their relationship had deteriorated where Sean wouldn't even like really deal with him anymore. And maybe Jared had to grow up. Maybe a lot of things happened. But right. where I'm getting to is – Regardless, what has happened in Detroit has been really impressive. And I think on some level, Johnson is a part of that. I tweet that out that that impresses me. And people say, yeah, that's why they should roll with Sam and let Ben build him up and address everything else in the draft to build a team around him. What do you say? I think if you ask Ben that, would Ben want to do that? No. Other than take – so – like, like, the whole thing is, people have to understand, okay, let's look at the starting point. Jared Goff, number one overall pick. That's a guy where he is probably hitting the stride of where he's supposed to be. And had, had hit it before. He was in the Super Bowl early. Ben comes along when that guy is in his prime. And from what I'm getting, Ben gets more credit than the quarterback. And I yeah, don't know I, if that works it's... like that. I, now, Ben Johnson has shown to be a, a legitimate uh, offensive coordinator, but does he deserve most of the credit when Jared Goff, hell, he came into this league as the first pick overall. That's a great right. point. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think, That's why I think it's a good And he was in a Super Bowl, right. a Pro Bowl, and then he's there. Now he's in his prime. They anywhere from four Two to seven, Bowls. eight years? Man. So, Bemis, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever, but I think it's one of those – that you see occasionally in the NFL, perfect matches. Like, they kind of needed each other to elevate each other's game. I think it's Possibly. clear that Ben Johnson's play calling has been great, and, it, and and Goff has perfectly executed it. It's just one of those – they just complement each other greatly. Now, for the Commanders fans who don't think we need to go quarterback, we just need to take a breath. We need a quarterback. If you want to succeed in the NFL, you need a quarterback. If Sam Howell might be good. Somewhere else. But if we are, you know, just bringing in a whole new regime, coaching, player personnel, GMs, presidents, ownership, secretaries, ball boys, water boys, chefs, everything, <laughs> we're bringing in a new quarterback as well. The quarterback position, the most important job in the entire organization, is not going to be Sam Howell when everything else is new. The carpets are going to be new. The flooring is going to be new. The wallpaper is going to be new. That means the quarterback is also going to be new. And I think we need to just 
even if you love Sam Howell, even if you're one of the people who has changed their Twitter name to the Howell Lover 420, <laughs> I, I'm glad that you love him. But we we are starting completely over as an organization, and with that number two overall pick, you have to go quarterback. You cannot do the whole Chase Young thing again and get, bring in an edge rusher when there's quarterbacks who can change your organization for the next decade just sitting there. We're not making that mistake again. We're going quarterback, and we're going to love this quarterback. We're going to love him like he's our child. I like that sound. I, I think that's the right attitude at it this point. Be. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, man, I, I I have been going on social media just lo- looking at some of these threads, and I have come up with the idea that there are a bunch of psychopathic people that follow this football team. They are not caring about nothing that's going on right now. They are still stuck in the past. That's why most of them don't believe anything's going to change. And then hiring of Adam Peters, they still want to tell him what to do. And it doesn't make no sense to me. Yeah, we're just beaten down. We just we we need to see. Eventually, you got to get out of season, your own way, though, man. That's why this last season stunk so much, like the dead season, the purgatory season, whatever you want to call it, because we weren't even without Snyder, we weren't really able to, as a fan base, take that next step and you know leave the past in the past because of how much holdover there was from the old regime because of the whole Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio thing. Because, you know, just in the, in the just, just so many, you know, the, the terrible offensive line and the Sam Howell arguments and this and that and this and that. And we weren't really able to all come together and, and, and row in one direction on the boat. Now we're going to get a quarterback. You know, the old regime is completely out of the picture. We can all just take that step forward as a fan base. And I think it's a lot, like you said, Beamage, like we're so used to the old ways. We're just going to have to trust that. Things are different. Things are new, and it's not the same old, same old. Um, talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You can follow him at Barstool Nate on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, I, one, one, one quick thing. Ron Rivera. Uh, I, that's what I was about I, to ask I, you about. If yeah. the Eagles haven't signed him up to a lifetime contract to be their defensive coordinator, they're they just making a huge mistake. I think he fits in perfectly in Philly. <laughs> I think Philly and Ron Rivera are a match made in heaven, two puzzle pieces destined for each other. I, I Give him player personnel, give him defensive coordinator, give him maybe equity in the team, give him everything Ron Rivera needs to spend the rest of his life coaching the defense in Philly. Are you surprised he's getting the interview? Yes. Uh, it's, as mean <laughs> as that sounds, I, I really thought the NFL had seen enough. Uh, you know, I, I think he has a – Enough tape is out there to, to that he is what he is. I, I truly, honestly, was surprised to see him get an interview. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. It, it was very surprising. I, I'm still a little surprised that I mean he clearly wants to keep coaching. I just I told you that the other day when he first yeah coaches well, he took this year, coaches he took coach. the whole year off coaching. So yeah, he's pretty fresh. Actually, three point three and a half. Three point five. Uh, actually, though, coaches, man, I, that's one thing about them. When you are a coach at heart, you are a coach at heart. You don't want to yeah. do anything else. Yeah, I, I, I assumed he would get a comfy front office job in the league office or on some team somewhere, 
and, you know, maybe be more of a figurehead, you know, go to press conferences, meet the media, go to dinners, go to charity auctions. I still think I he would be think. so elite as the NFL expands globally as like this NFL global ambassador. I think that he would yep. be so great for that job. I Yeah, I could. I could see him breaking bread in the Philippines and, you know, just traveling the world and yeah. doing what he does, just being a nice guy. I did not think that he would immediately take job interviews to be defensive coordinators within the division. And boy, am I hoping the Eagles love the way he interviewed. Um, it's going to be interesting. And I think that, facetious. that course will play out over time. Um, part of me, though, thinks that after nearly 15 years as a head coach, he wouldn't go back to a coordinator role. But think about but guys like do it all the time. I, Wade Phillips is kind of, I think, the yeah. biggest example. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but Rex, those type of guys do that. They they go back and forth. Has Rex yeah, gone yeah. back as a DC? He, he had gone back, I thought, as a DC before he, he had a head job. I know he was head coach with the Jets and then head coach with the Bills. I don't know that he got an. I, he may have. Yeah. I, um, yeah, you're right though. Those guys that are just lifers. Yeah, they, I mean, hell, Del, Del Rio did, did it. Del Rio right now. Del Rio did it. Del Rio was Dan like, Quinn, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rob, yeah, you're right. It's um, I, that'll be but fascinating. The thing about it is, when you're a head coach and you're making six, and then you go become a D and you D coordinator, and you make two to f- three, you still get that other right <laughs> four it's to still three offset. to four yeah, coming yeah, yeah. to you. So you're like, hell, I'm 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 still getting paid. I'm going to be working. And, you know, a lot of guys don't like sitting around, man. That's boring as hell. I think it's far too early for this, Nate, and you kind of touched on this. We're there there are going to be factions coming about the quarterback to pick at number two. What will you say to those people? And when should that conversation start in earnest? Because the senior bowl is next week. About who to take at number two specifically? Yeah. Uh yeah, I we we've talked about this on and off for the last month or so. It it is the NFL draft is an impossible science. It, nobody's perfected it. it. Nobody ever will perfect it. There's Tom Brady can go in the sixth round while Ryan Lee can go, you know, in the first round. It, there's there's no rhyme or reason sometimes to why guys go where they go. Um, it, it, it's it's really 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 hard. You just have to hope your guy mm-hmm. sticks and hits and just. Uh, I I'm not gonna sit here and say I know who we should take a number two right. Like I think any. Anybody on Twitter, there's people just who argue all day, every day about their guy against some other college guy. And it's like, you guys should just agree that neither of you really know who's going to be the better NFL quarterback. Like, in the history of the draft, nobody's really known. Nobody knows. So, uh, I can't sit here right now and tell you that one guy's better than the other or that I think this guy deserves to be number two. I Nobody knows. I, I, I can I, tell I, you like, one thing. Know. Whoever they draft, they better give full support to. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's, that, that's, that's what matters. happens a lot of times. People get drafted, and that guy, that quarterback doesn't get the full level of support he needs. He fails, and guess what all of those damn coaches do? They all get together and blame him instead of saying, we didn't do what we are supposed to do. The front yeah, officers I, don't do what they're supposed to do. If And I believe that they, whoever it gets drafted will get full support, and they'll they'll have – some level of uh, uh, success. Yeah, it just I Fully I think aligned. Caleb Caleb goes number one to the Bears, or they trade down, or whatever. Then it's us sitting there too. Do you go Drake May? Do you go Jaden Daniels? I think it's just going to be who the front office kind of falls in love with during the interview process. Uh, I think you know all the tape is out there. Everybody's watched all the tape. There's a reason there are 
mock to go two and three. You know, it's like it's not like we're deciding if a guy's going to slip to the second round. It's yeah. who do we take between these two highly, highly, highly touted prospects? And I think it, it honestly, it's a coin flip, right? Like it's like you don't know. You you like guys in interviews. You like the way some guys are more mobile, this and that. And it just comes down to who they trust and who they really like more during this whole process. And we're not, you know, we hear bits and pieces as fans and you guys as esteemed members of the media. But at the end of the day, we're not in those rooms. You know, we're mm-hmm. not we're not listening to the QBs break down the tape in front of us. So we again, going back to the beginning of this conversation, we just have to trust the process and the people they put in charge to make the correct decisions. And us as fans and you guys as esteemed media members, all we can do is just cheer for the guy, root for the guy that they take, and hope that he works. I am with you on that. And I yet, can't, believe, can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. And yet, yeah, I don't think smarter. it'll be that simple. Um, thank you for the time, buddy. All right, miss you guys. All right, Hi, brother. That's our guy, yeah. Eric Nathan Barstool. Nate, do you care which quarterback they draft? Is that going to be the divisive issue of our times? 2024, Trump versus Biden, and everybody screaming about what quarterback the commanders are going to draft. Don't go anywhere. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Be Mitchell Finley's show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. So, Brian, I don't even want to get into who it's going to be, whatever. I, I do believe Caleb Williams goes number one in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I guess a, a lot of noise was made yesterday, I want to say. Mel Kuyper, ESPN draft guru, if you want to, whatever the title is there, mm-hmm. um, came out with his first mock draft and said he had the commanders taking Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. The And I wouldn't have a problem with that. Hell no. <laughs> uh, it's a game about playmakers, and that kid makes plays. That, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, but at, at the same time, I think there's a lot of folks that, that think it should be Drake May. You've got, I don't know how real of a connection this is, but you, you know Ben Johnson went to Carolina. Drake May is obviously in Carolina. Um, depending how he fills out his staff, you know what I mean? Like You're, you're going to have a lot of people kind of on this Carolina thought process, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I believe Ben Johnson was on the staff when Sam Howell was at the Senior Bowl a few years ago. Like, you're going to hear all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, though, at, at this point, and there's going to be one thing the information age has created is – a lot of experts in a lot of fields because yeah. they're able to ascertain, you know, I mean, the NFL's smart as hell that you pay some money, you can get all 22 of every game. You can watch yeah. it. Yeah. And all this stuff exists out there. Um, in fact, most people aren't experts, right? But 100%. They, they, they present themselves as they are. Um, I guess my, my question would be this. I, I tend to roll with... Daniel Jeremiah as my one seed of draft analysts at this mm-hmm. point. And I also think that this is the content game, man. This is the content business. Yeah. And this is about what it, gives people clicking and, and following. Discussing. Yeah, because like let's be real, man. 
I've heard different things, and you know how I am. I don't care to be a a, a breaker. I, can, I I will discuss things once it happens. Right. You know, because like sometimes I don't care to be first. I care to be right. And I've heard things about just like uh, Eli Manning forced the issue. I hear that may happen with uh, what's it called. Sure. And and I've we'll, heard the same we'll, thing. We'll see. You know, but the ultimate thing is if it's Jaden, if it's Caleb, if it's Drake, I think if you got the right person with them, you can work this thing out. Agreed. And that's what matters. Like, I I am out of the game of putting somebody in a uniform and establishing them as the, as the man and be the best thing since sliced bread before they ever get picked by the damn team. Well, to that point, <clears throat> whether it's with Howell or it's with unnamed veteran QBX that we're unaware of yet, do you think there needs to be a real competition for this rookie? Because we did not see it with Howell. You draft somebody. If Howell and Brissett had a real competition. Now, Brissett didn't look great during camp, but I wonder how that would have gone. I'll just say this, okay? When you draft somebody in the first round, in the top five picks, you've done all of your due diligence to realize this is the guy we're about to put all our faith in, okay? There is not a team in this world that's going to draft a top five quarterback and then put him in a competition with somebody else. It's not happening. And I think that's where it is because we are now going to put the next two to three years full force in this guy. And if we go with this little relatively fake competition, we're not helping him. We're detracting. We're pulling away. And you have to be 100% behind him. So I, I don't I don't even think that that's, that's going to happen. That's possible. I agree. Listen, man, if, if they want to take Drake May, cool. He's big. He's got a rocket arm. Seems like a smart kid. If they want to take Jaden Daniels, cool. Dude's electric. Hey, man. I think I watched him get hit one time against Mississippi State. Thought he was dead. Who came back in the game and just started tossing passes? He's tough as hell, too. Kuiper's point with Daniels over May is that May kind of plateaued from last year to this year. Both still highly productive. Yeah. But Daniels had a dramatic improvement this year. Yeah. You can flip that around, though, that Daniels has been playing college football for five years. Okay. And he's 24. Drake's been playing for three years, and he's 21, I believe. Like, you can. You can pick this thing apart any way you want to. You can pick it apart, but I think we we sit here and we always talk about a quarterback has to mature. If this kid has matured and he's about to hit his stride, why really care about that two to three years? Because if he's mature, he may hit the ground running a lot quicker. If May hasn't necessarily matured, and I, I asked you that question. I said Drake May kind of fell off from where he was last year. Because I started looking at all the quarterback uh, awards. He wasn't close to none of them. So my thing is, is he going to be the guy who get here and then he's going to take a step back and go through two, three years, four years of growing? Hell, you could you could be in a championship game. You could be doing something by then if the other guy is already ahead. So it's it's a toss-up. It's like, what you, whatever you want to do. Dude, it's one <clears throat> – I think, I think with these two guys, it's going to be like a Rorschach test. 
mm-hmm. where you look at it and you see something and then you show the exact same ink blotted image to someone else and they see something else. Oh yeah. Totally. Like and no one's going to know the right or wrong answer for 3 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the truth. I think I think the smartest people in the world if you look at how Josh Harris and this ownership group have conducted their GM and head coach search, right? Mm-hmm. I think the smartest people in the world admit what they don't know and then try to find people that can help them Figure fill out. that void. Yeah. That's what they've done by getting Bob Myers, an expert in team building, by by bringing in, I always botch this, Chris Spielman, an expert in actual footballs and X's and O's. His brother's Rick. Like, they, they knew they don't know everything and wanted help. Anybody that tries to tell you they know they know definitively that Drake's the better option, they're lying. They don't know. <laughs> they're just maybe they don't know they're lying, but they're <laughs> let's be real, Jay. The guys that are watching every film, every piece of film, they may not know. But you know what they do know? They know that if it fits what they like. He's doing more of what they like to see or what they're looking for. Doesn't necessarily mean he's the best. You know, when Pat Mahomes was coming out of college, you know what most quarterback coaches said about him? Can't win from the pocket. Non-traditional. Right. Can't do the stuff you want him to do. Can't play in an offense where you're just going to drop back. And know what Andy Reid said? Hell, I got something. I can make it to whatever I want to make it into. And I think that's the whole thing. When you miss on a Pat Mahomes, when you let a Brady slip, it tells you it's an inexact science. But the whole thing is, I'm not listening to people on social media to tell me a damn thing. I had a guy yesterday attacking me because I said, when they put up this thing about uh, Brock Purdy making 870000 and Lamar making $80 million. And I'm like, one guy is carrying his team. Okay? And he's a guy at that point where he can make that money. Brock Purdy was drafted at last. He's a rookie. He's not going to make money like him. Oh, well, I don't agree with you. I say, dude, you have a right to your opinion and your comments, but I don't care what you say. I believe what I believe, you know, but I picked it up real quickly. He was trying to get an argument to up his little following, and I didn't even block him. I kept him on there, Whoa! but I stopped talking to him because, dude, I'm not going to sit and argue with you. Lamar, well, well, the defense is doing good too. Yeah, but this is an offensive league, and when you got a quarterback that dominant, He's leading your team, not your defense. You know what I thought is dumb lately on social media? Mm-hmm. Pointing out how good Mike McDonald is, Ravens' D coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that Ravens' defense is dominant. And all anybody, uh, not anybody, but most replies are like, yeah, but the Ravens are just so loaded. No. Coming into the season, nobody was Nobody that. thought that. Now, Kyle all. Hamilton's a stud. you got studs. You remember two, two good years, linebackers. Two, three years ago when he first got drafted, people were like, oh, they made a mistake. Right. He, it's okay to give everybody credit, Hey, man. man, listen. Social media is the thing that makes everybody think they're brilliant. And none, of, and most of you it's are great. just absolutely not anywhere close to being brilliant. Giving away tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus 980. Next, Mitch Tischler at noon. Don't go anywhere. Boom. So many ways to love ya. Boom. Oh, oh my God! God. So, so in, in my love. defense, like I know this song. I don't know what it's called. 
The hell's the name of this song? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. Are you really asking this serious question? I know this song. I'm going to give you a hint. OMG. It's called Oh, My God? <laughs> yes. Okay. That makes sense, but I wouldn't have known that. Like, if you had told me, you know that song, Oh, My God, I'd be like, is it gospel? All right. I'm going to shock the boys in the aquarium right now. They just said, Oh, My God, only like 10 times. Shock the boys in the aquarium. Caller number 10 right now. That's you, a shock. You can win tickets, baby. 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980. Live Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Royal Rumble. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com, presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local, put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You can win a pair of tickets. Get it done. The Royal folks. Rumble. Um, I'm not joking. <laughs> that's, that's your plan. Um, B, I, we got to talk about the Embiid thing. Yeah. I, we don't. The Wiz are obviously going through a rebuild, so we don't talk that much about the Wiz. But when the NBA is right, like when Embiid goes off last night and then Carl Anthony Towns goes off yep. last night. 132 it, points amongst the two of them. It's just bananas. I yes. love when a dude's just on fire like that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's like and I'm not expecting him to score 70 points every time. I just think Embiid is so good. When he's not interested, he doesn't perform. But when he's interested, he can go out and give you some numbers. I would just like to see him interested at least 85% of the time. Yeah, you know what will be – I, I got to try to – I don't know how to pull this up, but with the process in Philly, which I, you and I have talked about this, I don't think it has really much comparison what the Sixers did to what Josh Harris is going to try to build here in D.C. No. They're just The sports are so incredibly different. If you can land a superstar in the NBA – you have a legitimate chance of winning a title. Like it's that. Yeah. I do like that there's more and more teams being built and less and less of like the LeBron going from team to team and Durant. Um, but I am curious. So clearly they hit with Embiid. Yeah. In Philly. But how many guys did they miss on during the process or guys that just got hurt? Like I remember like. Nerland's Noel at one point wasn't he supposed to be? He's supposed to be all right. Um, but see, I, that's the thing about it. Even in that sport, like you said, you can get. They are closer than than uh, other leagues, and they still miss. Tons of guys miss in the NBA. Right. Well, I think the difference is, you can get an Embiid and you're good, but in the NFL, if you can get an Embiid as a quarterback, you're in it. If you can land a top, top quarterback, you're in business. Yeah, True, but your defense can't be garbage. Yeah. yeah. But you're at least, Brian, when I say in it, I'm mm-hmm. not guaranteed. I don't know that Josh Allen's ever going to win a Super Bowl. He's an elite quarterback, but mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Yeah. But you're in the playoff conversation. You're in the divisional round conversation. That is what Washington hasn't been. They, they've been the kind of team that occasionally pops up, makes a wild card run, whatever. You're ideally this team gets into a different stratosphere and and that just hasn't happened. And that's mm-hmm. 
certainly what I think. I mean, very few teams are going to have Mahomes' level of success. I agree. I mean, Mahomes is on a Brady trajectory right now. But like, what I what, what happens is a lot of times when that quarterback has shown how good he can be, a lot of times he gets the benefit of the doubt. We have talked this year about Mahomes and Kelsey are not like they were. And their defense is much better. Where are they playing at next weekend? Right. They're playing in the championship game again. Even when he was down and wasn't having his ordinary numbers, that defense enabled them to be around. Now he's in his element <laughs> to where you give him too many chances, you're in trouble. But even a guy, I think Mahomes is clearly the top quarterback. I, I don't think there's no. I'm with that. Really, any discussion? I wouldn't say he was the top quarterback this year. No. Yeah. But you you you're able to build around and and try to figure out new ways to win every year as long as you have that anchor. But like the next tier, I'd say Burrow, who's you know been hurt, but when he's healthy, there there there's something to watch in the playoffs. Lamar, yeah. who who has been hurt, but when he's healthy, there's something to watch in the playoffs. Allen, there's something to watch in the playoffs, even though they can't break through. On the NFC side, you don't have that guy because Dak hasn't really taken that step. Yeah, maybe it's Jalen, but I don't know. This year, things didn't go the same way. I also think he was pretty beat up. Yep, but. If they can identify that, mm-hmm. nothing's guaranteed because, frankly, the Chargers, I think, have identified that. I love Herbert, but they're still not making moves playoff time. I think Staley was a huge problem, and maybe they have a chance to, to reset that thing. I don't know. It, it, watching Embiid last night, I ended up actually just, like, watching highlights on my phone and stuff. I had a buddy that was there sending me pictures. It Those kinds of things are electric. Yeah, yeah. And it made me think about when the Wiz – were at least like in the playoffs. Remember those series against Toronto and stuff? Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Yeah. When pro basketball is being played at an elite level and to your earlier point. It brings po- a different uh, enjoyment level. B, when everybody on the court seems to care. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> True. Don't go anywhere. Mitch Tischler joins us next. Tish Mitchler. This is a Rihanna song. I have no idea what it's called, but I like it. Disturbia? Boom. Expert. You may sing it? No. Disturbia. I'm basically a Rihanna stan. And and people act like it's bad that I think she's attractive. A Rihanna stan? I think that's what the kids say. <laughs> um, it is high noon in the District of Columbia. It is time to get to the BetQL guest line. Talk to our friend Mitch Tischler. Not before we thank our boy Wildcard Scotty for bringing in a rack of Popeyes. Thank you, Scotty. That, that is hitting the spot. Yes, indeed. I was about to have my second straight day of lame-ass soup lunch. Popeye's way better. <laughs> Mitchell, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm shocked you're talking now. I heard you were crushing a Popeye's biscuit without anything else. Yeah, I mean, let's clarify a few things here. Did I eat a Popeye's biscuit during the last break? Yes. Jeff gave me grief about eating a biscuit without putting something on it. And I was like, listen, man, when a Biscuit is hot and it's a good biscuit. You can eat that plain because it's good. Yeah. So Jeff is incorrect. I really don't like them. So you don't. You don't like biscuits at all. I don't like the, the biscuits because I just. I don't really like bread like that. I know you don't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot of bread either. But biscuits, I love. Um, and Mitch, if I eat a biscuit, I gotta have some butter syrup. Mitch, do you like biscuits? I love me some biscuits, but uh, you gotta have some some butter, some honey, something on it to. to... Juice it up a little bit. You can eat them plain. I did add some honey, but you can eat them plain. For all the biscuit lovers out there, 
We stand together. Uh, let's talk a little football. Um, are you at all concerned, alarmed, not caring whatsoever about the pace of the commander's coaching search? Oh, entirely unconcerned about it. I mean, from the beginning, we knew this was going to be a, this was going to have to be a patient search, and that they were taking a, a wide ranging view of it. And the fact that you know some of the top candidates, top uh, coordinator candidates are still playing in the NFL playoffs means there's not a whole lot that the commanders could do unless they wanted to just settle for, for somebody who they, who they think may be a lesser candidate. So they're doing it the right way. You know, I'm, I'm happy to wait for all the Ravens and all the, all the Lions uh, coordinators to come available to, to do interviews with them in person and, and get a real feel for, for who they are and what they bring to the table. Does it concern you, though, that we're waiting on people, and I know we all can look and say, we think that this is the better job, but hell, every one of them is a good job for a coach, depending on how much they're offering them and what they basically see. And if one of those guys were to come up and then somebody come with a ridiculous offer that may pull the favorite away from you? Yeah, I mean, listen, if they end up getting shut out at the end of this and don't get, you know, either either the Lions coordinators or, or the, the Ravens defensive guys that are that are out there and they have to – go back into the, the mix and, and start talking to, you know, some of the folks who um, might not be as, as, uh, as highly regarded, then maybe it'd be something to be a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit concerned about, but, you know, not, not sitting here trying to be pessimistic. And I, I think that with the Adam Peters signing, I think you get a, a signal to the NFL about how this, uh, how folks are looking at this, uh, at this new franchise and the new ownership group and, that allows me to sit here and be optimistic that they're going to be able to land the guys that they want. I agree with that, perhaps most importantly. I mean, these guys seem like they don't mess around and, like, just get it done. And I think we saw that with Peters, um, and it was the kind of operated in silence on it, and then it was just like, bang. And, and I think perhaps most importantly, they put together – a group with like vast resources and a knowledge base to look broadly. Um, and I just think, I think it's Johnson. I think they get it done. I think there's going to be a lot of interviews, which is smart. And, you know, like even the B enemy thing, I was curious what you thought of that. I think they'd be crazy not to at least talk to B enemy. And, and I say that, I think a lot of people don't understand this. And I, Mitch, I know you do. And B, I know you do. But coaching staffs that haven't been fired are all still working, whether they made the playoffs or not. They sit down and go back and watch every Every snap, every snap from the entire season and put together comprehensive evaluation reports on every player on their roster. And, like, Biennemi's doing that. And Adam Peters is taking over a team where, dude, even if they have a roster overhaul like we all expect, they're still going to be... 35 of these same guys back just by contractual structures. So it'd be asinine to not want to hear the enemy's evaluation on these guys. Exactly. Like, like people want to be so dismissed. One, people are incorrect to try to say it's a Rooney rule requirement when the Rooney rule stuff is external candidates. So this doesn't even satisfy that. But two, People want to be so flippant about, like, the knowledge base. I don't think EB's getting this job. I don't think the offense was good enough for him to get this job. I also don't know that we got to see him at his full operating status because of Ron. I don't know if that was a question, but I needed to get that <laughs> off my chest. 
I mean, I agree with you. Just to rewind real quick with B talking about, like, if if teams start throwing more money at a at a coach and they decide to go there, it, listen, if, if Ben Johnson decides to go to Carolina because they offer him $5 million, you know, more per year or whatever the number is, he probably isn't your guy. I feel like B would probably agree with me about that. These guys want to win. I mean, they don't want to – they don't. It's not all about the money for the. It, it, it's it's about the money, but it's also about winning. But and you know, every coach as, think uh, that every coach believe that they are the answer. That's why we look at a situation and say it's bad. They look at a situation and say, hmm, might be a little challenge. Yeah, I mean, we've seen every coach be confident coming in here, thinking they're going to turn this <laughs> exactly. thing around. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You saw that happen all, every year. Or every other uh, year. As far as the enemy goes, getting that interview though, I, like I don't understand why folks are upset about it. There's nobody that knows more about the current roster construction and, you know, the, the players than Eric, who spent the entire year here in a leadership role. And so I hope that he spent hours with Adam Peters and company and they grilled him down to, you know, the third string linebackers and talked to him about everybody who, who he, who he, you know, has a read on this organization. <laughs> yeah, true. That's and, true. And make sure you find out everybody complaining about working and then let them go with it with the other coaches that's, Absolutely. Um, I'm curious, big man. We all seem to think this is going to be Ben Johnson. Is there a, when you get down to the coordinator level, I know there was that new little bit of news yesterday, I think from Garofolo on NFL Network, that he believes it would be, what's the dude's name? Hank Fraley, the current O-line yep. coach of Hank the Fraley Lions. Hank Fraley was my teammate. Where? In Philly. Dude, they think he's going to be the OC if Johnson gets the job. Hmm. Um, Hank? Yeah, big center, wow. right? Yeah, Hank's smart, though. He's smart. What, what I love about that is you've got an old lineman, tough guy, undrafted guy, earned mm-hmm. everything he got, and when you see the Lions, they have an identity of Run we're going to try to kick your ass. Yeah. And sure, maybe that starts with Dan Campbell, but hell, B, what can you tell us about Fraley? I, he was tough. I mean, Fra- Hank was a little tough one, man, but uh, look, like, not like you said, the guy came in with not as much talent as everybody else, but we'll go at you. He was a fighter for sure. Yeah, I mean, undrafted guy starts 15 games as a rookie on a yeah. playoff team. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. Um, Mitch, what do you think when they eventually have to fill this roster out? Is, is there a DC you like? How vital do you think that role is? I mean, the DC they bring in is going to be super important. I think if you end up with a guy. Uh, like Ben Johnson uh, as as uh, as your head coach as a first time guy, I want to bring in a DC who has a little bit more experience, a guy who's you know kind of kind of been around the block a couple times and might be able to help out uh, Ben with kind of you know some of those first time head coaching things that he'll have to learn uh, on the job. When you look around the league, you know there aren't a whole lot of guys that that really fit that kind of uh, mold that are out there in terms of you know kind of the, the veteran uh, defensive coordinators. But Wink Martindale, I think, would be an interesting uh, conversation to have. I mean, obviously, we've seen the type of defense that um, that he runs, and certainly it's about the exact opposite of what we've seen out of commander's defenses the past four years with the the, the fear of blitzing that we, uh, that we saw under Ron Rivera. So I think a, a guy like that might be interesting. But ultimately, you know, he you want like somebody who's He seems like a real can, hard – to deal with kind of fellow. Yeah, he though. does. <laughs> and he walked he basically walked out on his team too this year. 
Well, apparently him and Dayball well, were screaming at each other on the sidelines. I, I think yeah, hey, Dayball fired his top two assistants without telling him. I mean, it doesn't seem like things are are all copacetic up there up there in New York. I don't but, mind coaches arguing on the sideline. It tells me that they and, really and I don't care. mind a coach that's going to come in and ruffle some feathers a little bit. There's 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 some there's some feather ruffling that can be had, and I, I think that if you bring in a guy who's a who's a real hard ass on the defense, I think that could that could really lift up some of these. Uh, some of these guys because what we haven't seen this this defense has not been a you know overly aggressive you know uh you know set the tone type guys and, and that's what you want especially when you have two defensive tackles in the middle of the field there who are being paid as much as they do i mean we've been we've watched now you know two rounds of the nfl playoffs and you're seeing interior d linemen make differences and, and cause teams to, to change what they're trying to do and those aren't guys are getting paid sixty mil a year, uh, 60, 60 mil uh, over a contract or a hundred mil over a contract. So get in there, get somebody in there who's gonna who's gonna create a little bit of uh, hard nosedness and 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 get these guys to play hard. Yeah, but that could come from a number of places, right? Like that doesn't have to come from the DC. That can come from the head coach. That can come from a linebacker coach. Like I, I we were talking last night. Um, I did Lanell's show last night, and. There's this thought process like, oh, you know, you got to find the motivator. But you can be a motivator a million different ways. I I mean, if you look at, like, the success Bill Walsh had, he revolutionized football on a college and a pro level. And Bill Walsh was pretty laid-back California dude. He just demanded excellence, right? Mm -hmm. He demanded precision. And, I, you know, we don't know enough about Ben Johnson, but we know a lot about Dan Campbell. But then – I, I don't know. I, I think the coordinator hire Hank, is Hank could be that Ben Johnson. I mean that, that uh, the bad cop that Campbell. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I messed with him a lot, and he was able to take it and give it back. So yeah, I can see him. I can see him. Anybody that did not want to work, telling them to get their stuff, get their ass and start walking. I I love that it. I like when you get an OC that is. A lineman and not a quarterback. I, yeah, I, I think the, it represents a different mindset. One of the best mindset. OCs in the league was there for a while as this OC, and he's like a a constant play call is Andy Reid, right? But he was a quarterback, right? And was offensive lineman too. Okay, I know he was a quarterback when he was young. There's that famous no, video that was just him in point pass, point pass a kid. Yeah, yeah, I realized he was 12 years old. He weighed about 265 then. <laughs> so, <laughs> he wouldn't play a quarterback that long. Um, I and I don't mean it necessarily in that you you. An old lineman is the OC, and you're going to be a Neanderthal and run the ball a hundred times in a row. But there's an inherent toughness that yeah. comes there. In, but dude, Ben Johnson's going to be calling the plays. He's going to call him for a while. Right. Maybe, maybe he he may not. Because over time, when people get that head coaching job, other than Sean McVay, who has that damn photographic memory, it's hard as hell for him to do everything. I mean, even Gruden gave up play calling for Sean for a year. Yeah. So, it, so it yeah. eventually, in the way that coaching is today, with all of the the political aspect of things they have to do. Politics, I'm saying, not just being in the political realm. Yeah, yeah, they, the managing Sometimes they get called. tired of doing everything. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I think, how big do you think this overhaul is going to be, Mitchell? Uh, I think quite big. I mean, we saw it when, you know, when Ron came in and, you know, granted the, the code year, so we didn't see it, you know, quite as much up close and personal as we normally do, but coaches can turn over a, a large portion of the roster quickly. And 
you know, I think if you if you look at the not the final fifty three because by the end they were throwing every Tom Dick and Harry on IR to get you know to to to, to miss the last couple of weeks. But if you look at the fifty three from you know week sixteen per se or week fifteen, I, I think you're going to see solid thirty plus new players next year and probably forty plus new players you know by two years uh, into the new regime and you know that's going to happen. You know, obviously. Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera ran one kind of offense, and we're going to see, you know, Ben Johnson or whoever come in, you know, run their own and, and want some of their their own guys in there. I just hope there's not quite as much of a uh, of a Detroit to DC um, connection as there was uh, Carolina to DC when Ron came in, because uh, <laughs> you know you need some new faces in there, and you need some younger faces, and you need some guys who can go out and win. Yeah, I mean, you like to think that the Trying to recreate. I don't mind some of those San Francisco to D.C. moves, though. Sure. Or not the Carolina Panthers, but there might be some Carolina Tar Heels coming to D.C. I would I would watch that. Um, B and I are trying to avoid what inevitably will become a debate with a whole lot of people that don't know anything, uh, insisting they do. Um, number two is going to be a quarterback. Do you have a dog in that fight yet? Is it entirely premature? Where are you at on the uh, the number two pick as it stands today? A lot of this is because Mel Kuyper suggested they're going to draft Jaden Daniels, a prospect that I think would is awesome, but mm-hmm. I I think it's too early to know much. I agree with you that it's probably a little too early to know much. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. Uh, we talk about this every year, JP. You know that we're getting into uh, Senior Bowl is this weekend. Uh, East-West, uh, you know, the East-West Shrine Bowl is, I think, next week. And after that, we're getting into the bowl season. We're getting into the, the talent evaluation period where these guys are going out and actually getting a chance to talk to these players and, and watch them go through workouts and stuff. Every year there's a big riser, you know, the, especially at the quarterback position. There's a guy who kind of shoots up the charts who you're a little surprised about. You know, to me, is it going to be a guy like Michael Penix who's maybe, uh, you know, his medicals won't be quite as bad as folks think they are, plus he interviews well. Could it be a guy like Jaden Daniels who hops from, you know, most consensus folks think he's going to be the third quarterback. Does he hop up and be the number one overall? Uh, I, I think that he's going to make a strong push, and at the end of the day, whoever's picking one is going to be deciding between Daniels and uh, and and Williams between the two of those guys, and, and mm-hmm. May is going to be the guy that drops the touch. But uh, I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I'm excited to hear more from him and hear more about him. I think by the time we get to uh, Indy for the Combine, I think his his uh, stock is going to be rocketing up the charts and mm. folks are going to be uh, super excited about him. So we'll see if he's even there at two for the commanders to take. I'll call you later and pick your brain on why you think May is going to drop. Later. Not right oh, now. Uh, you can give us a quick preview of uh, it. A quick preview. It's not even that I think May is going to drop because He's doing anything. I just think folks are going to be so enamored by Jaden Daniels that he's going to hop. That he's going to that he's going to hop over Caleb Bay. That's all. You all know. Right. You know the quarterback I think is going to have a really interesting pre-draft process. Ooh. And I'm I'm out, but I think he's going to. I think he becomes a first rounder. JJ McCarthy in Michigan. I think they were such a run first team that we really didn't see a lot of him. I think athletically he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be really good in interviews. Um, Again, it's not the guy for me, but I'm curious how that goes. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Bo Nix Bo Nix becomes a top ten guy by the time we Bo get Bo Nix. You yeah. think so? 
Yeah. Big, strong. I, I don't know. It's too. It's super early in the process, but it's going to be a lot of fun That's to watch. That's one I'm going to have to wait and see on that one. Thank you, big man. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, Mitch. Thank you, guys. That's our guy, Mitch Tischler, Beltway Football. You can watch it on Monumental Sports, or you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. You can follow the big man at Mitch underscore Tischler, T-I-S-C-H-L-E-R. How many offense coordinators do you think have flipped in the last two years? You'd be stunned by the numbers. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sideline, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship game with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel.com right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to join the day. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm above the rim. Um, Ooh, we got the DOC. I love it. Doc Walker set to join us in just a moment. B, we're going to need to dig into that Hank Fraley thing you just told me about. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little off the air and then a, a longer session on the air. Um, right now, though, I think I'm going to surprise the DOC. Rick Doc Walker joining us now. Hello, Doc. How are you? Gentlemen, uh, always good. You guys are such gracious hosts. Whenever I get called up to the bigs, man, I know I get a good Stop meal. With that. <laughs> I get drink, you know, no plastic cups. I get glasses. I mean, really, it's uh, it's encouraging. Want a soda? Um, no, I don't do sodas. I, no, it's not Nike soda. It's, it's like a club soda. It's no no calories. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we gotta thank take care of you, though. No, hey, man, I love being called up. I wanna I wanna ask you something that's gonna surprise you. And I'm I'm sure it won't. <laughs> I think it might. I don't think. So. What do you think I'm gonna ask you? It could be anything, but it won't surprise. So you won't be surprised because you know that I, I am a little bit of a loose cannon. Well, you're a journalist. I I, I love when you say that to me sincerely. Because you are. Because I, I wonder if I am anymore, but yeah, I appreciate are. that. You are. Um, you obviously have a, a wealth of football knowledge as a player, as a broadcaster, all of those things. But one of the things I always love talking to you about is hoops. Because I don't think people recognize, one, I mean, think about the amount of time you spent with Big John. Yeah, uh, being at UCLA when you were there, I mean, and and just the amount of pro basketball you've watched, consumed, interviewing Magic with the Lakers, like yeah. all these things. Yeah. What'd you think of Embiid last night? I'm guessing you watched. No, I didn't watch. I heard and and heard what everybody was saying. I watched them the night before when they beat uh, Nuggets, and I thought that was a heck of a game. Embiid has always impressed me. He just never been in shape. I, and, I told Jerry if, yeah. if he ever. Dedicates himself. Oh, it's over. Just eighty-five percent of the time. No, it's over. He would destroy this. He's game. so gifted, and um, Joker. All those big guys are the freakish people I've ever seen. Because I'm from the Alcindor era, where tall. These dudes are huge. Yeah, the big and tall. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's it's I've never seen anything like it. Are you? 
Are you surprised that a dude like Embiid can't break through to the winner's circle? Do you think that's coming, like holding up a, a Larry O'Brien? Well, it's depending on the guy on the sidelines is capable of making that happen. Nurse? Nurse is serious. He was there with but, Kawhi in Toronto when they won? Yes. Yeah. So you think about basketball now in this day and age? Mm-hmm. The big man, yes. Yeah. But you need you need a guard or a forward but dude, who can not knock a big down man reason. like we remember it. He's not, yeah. but he needs a true Batman. I mean, he needs a true Robin mm-hmm. to him being Batman. And you look at most of the teams, hell, Steph is what the league is today. Mm-hmm. And he had a damn maniac that made people not mess with him in Draymond. Sure. Now Draymond has lost his mind completely. But ultimately, Embiid needs somebody else on that squad that can be there for him all the time. Yeah, and I think uh, and he has can it. motivate him. Yeah, well, that's the difference. He's got scores, but I don't know. The motivation has got to come from somewhere else. And I think it's the idea that the league MVP ain't going anywhere. So if that guy is in your age group and he's the MVP and the champion, you better up your game up or you'll never win one. There you go. Because he's in your he's your age group. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so it's King Kong Godzilla. So which one are you going to be? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. when you look at Joker – um, Joker's good, man. We Joker's watched freak. They Ooh. lost to the Celtics. Was that last Friday night? I watched that game. The Nuggets were in Boston, when but they, like, I no, they beat them. They, right. I'm sorry. They ended up winning that yeah. game, uh-huh. and they were seven. I know because I bet on them. Mm-hmm. I think they were <laughs> seven point underdogs going into Boston. Yeah, and well, in my Boston, head, the Gardens. They, it's it's stupid how good they are, but they're they're like uh, Staley. Isn't that the guy charged that just got fired? Yeah. Yeah. See, I love these mathematicians that think they're going to come into sports and change the sport. You can enhance it a little bit, but you're going to always be seasoning. You're never going to be the main course. Mm-hmm. So he comes in all the analytics, and that's why his behind is fired. With a great team, the Chargers missed the window because this idiot didn't see the game. He was reading a program card. Mm-hmm. But when you're on this and do that, man, come on. I love math too. But this is a contact sport, and I just don't. I don't yeah. buy it. I love hearing that, dog. Um, well, speaking of some contact sports, <clears throat> are you at all concerned, alarmed, don't care whatsoever, at the pace of the head coach search for the commanders? Not at all. Matter of fact, we're probably going too fast. Nothing's going to happen to after the Super Bowl anyway. As long as you're in pocket by the senior bowl or you got your, your an idea. I, imagine what the meeting's like. All right, Brian, we're really considering you, but who are you going to bring in? I don't know right now. I mean, we're still coaching. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, so I, I, and a lot of the other guys that I may bring in, they're coaching they're too. They're coaching too. And so. I have to figure out how I can offer them a better job to yeah. be able to leave because I can't, they can't move this lateral. You know the budget. Yeah. So you, you, and everybody's acting like they got, no, you don't. You don't even know if your coordinator, to me, the most important thing the head coach can do is get people better than he is to be the offensive and defensive coordinators. That's his number one focus. Mm-hmm. And the guy in Detroit's outstanding. But give me the first player to pick in the draft at quarterback. A guy who's already been to a Super Bowl. Or a guy who's already been around McVay. Yeah, you should do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The guy impressed me is a guy down in Texas. Houston? He took an Ohio State quarterback. And they usually changed terrible. his whole mindset. And bingo. Changed, and, it changed and everybody else's mindset towards him. Yeah. So that, and then the guy in Baltimore. I, I don't refer to they anybody as Belichick. everybody. I don't refer to anybody to the, the, the Billy Goat check. That's that dude. The offense that the Shanahan's have, have 
come up with, the only guy to be their kryptonite, one guy in the whole damn league. And they always defense, Belichick. but again, yeah, baby Belichick, the GOAT. Baltimore. Do you do you care? Where do you land on the I don't care. gotta hire an offensive guy? I don't care. I don't, but that's ignorant. Anybody that says that, it, they heard it, somebody else say it. It's a repeat. It's not an original thought. Because how would you know? What you need to know is who's playing. If I got Dick Butkus, if I got uh, Deacon Jones, whatever, even I might be able to pull that off. People hear things in our market. Our business is we are the verbal Twitter, verbal X. We just talk about what people text. You know, so caught you saying Twitter though. I thought you were off it. I thought right, you were verbal, verbal X. I like verbal that. X. We verbal X. I think I took that in college. Yeah, verbal X. So whatever anybody says, if you go in to get a prog- somebody to diagnose your illness, do you give a damn what somebody says? Is not a physician. Not at all. Not at all. Um. It, it's a it's fun to watch and feel excitement at this point in time. We got nothing else. Right. We're desperate. Desperate. And what I, I was talking with somebody in College Park the other day. Yeah. What I do think feels different is we have no idea if these guys will work. We have no idea None. if Peter's going to work. You feel good the, about the, it. The number two overall pick might not work. All these things, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if that doesn't work. The ownership group will try again and try again, and it won't be, it won't work, it won't not work because they are sabotaging it. I yeah, agree. I'm a dad. and that is. Different. I agree. The only thing you can be assured of with this group is that it's going to be better than the last group you had. Sure, I can guarantee you that, and that's all you get until it's proven. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you still you're selling, and you're hoping unless you get someone who's already failed. I like a guy that's already been a previous head coach. I don't, and I want a guy that's already been here. If I have a chance, choice, and you've already been here, and I don't have to take you and show you with Dulles and show you all that, I'm not getting a head start on my opponents. The realtor you used when you had last time, we're hitting the ground running. But if I got a, and then the wife, school district. See, you don't don't factor out who the boss is. Sure. I'm, I'm highly aware. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. Oh, we know. Her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Over there. So I want to make JP's sure house. she already been here. So we good with that. So I don't have to worry about that. I'm trying to think. Is is that is that a target? You're no, saying? no. I'm just saying all the factors that come in when it comes down to the final selections. These are cheat sheets that I'm looking at. If I can get Bryant, Bryant had never caught a punt before he fought, caught his first punt in the NFL. But he's an alien. No one else is gonna do that. So if I get an alien, all bets are off. How do you know? You don't know till the battle. That's that's what I'm saying about Ben Johnson. If you want to question that he's never been the boss and he's got, yeah. if you look at Dan Campbell and kind of the, the way he commands a room. He's the alpha. But, like, nobody knew what Gibbs would be. Nobody knew what McVay would be. You know who you've been with. Eric Coriel. Sure. Joe was at University of Southern California and Florida State. Pedigree football-centric. Sure. And he's an offensive lineman. See, and John McKay and them, everything, line of scrimmage. That feel good about Hank Frehley. Yeah. yeah. So he took the line of scrimmage pedigree from John McKay, matched that then with the Air Coriel mindset, you get the best of both worlds. That's why he could – it was always easy for Joe to get to the running game because that's who he was. See, if a former quarterback ain't going to say that. He's the toughest former quarterback you'll ever go meet. Okay? Sure. So I'm just saying, most guys play that position – 
We love them because their arm strength. You, it's a, you don't have any idea. I don't know the guy. I don't know his background, and I don't care. Not my job to figure it out. What would you think of the games this past weekend? What stood out to you? The fact that Green Bay gave a victory away. They did. And they were that close with that youth. And then Mark Murphy, our, our old teammate of mine, who is. I know you were trying to put me with you and Mark. No, I almost uh, forgot bro, you were young. I forgot. I forgot you a little bit. <laughs> you were tadpole. But, but Murph, they have an offensive line that's been intact for 30 years. They've had three of the top quarterbacks of all time. They're a well-run organization. And yet, you know, I would have been trying to rob him. But that's just how I think. We've been kind of anti our ex-players anyway, so we don't seem to do that. We don't embrace the history of our own past. I think I think that's going to change a little bit. Yeah, well, I hope I, so. Yeah, I mean. Because it looks bad when you got to go outside the market to get people that people have done it in your market. The, thing, the problem is that I think they were bringing all these coaches from outside the market. Yeah. And they had, like, ownership now is truly in the market, and they are real fans. They really understand the location. Right. They said he was a fan. I talked with someone back, back in the day who had a lot of information. He was never a fan. His I dad know. was a fan. Well, he also right. surrounded right. himself. He, he kept himself in such a bubble and such a cocoon, Dan did, even locally when he was here, when he wasn't on the yacht. Yeah. These dudes are out and about. Yeah. Like, I mean. Oh, I like him. Yeah. I like him. But uh, like Ray Brown, we have a mutual friend, his brother, Ray Brown, one of the best ever. Who's a coach who's been here for a minute, who embodied everything that Joe Gibbs, the whole program. I, I never understood why somebody didn't go, Ray, you got to be here. We got people that, to me, was never targeted, never given the influence to, acted as if didn't need you, and it was awful. You let another person bring their culture in. To your program, which showed how brain dead you were. Are you hanging out with Russell all afternoon? Well, yeah, but Russell's yeah, I gotta have him kick gloves. Food. That's why Russell's here I gotta be very because Russell's kind of sad. He's in mourning right now because he lost a dear friend. Oh, who? Yeah, Ron Rivera. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost a dear friend. We'll and be so- right back. <laughs> Need a napkin. Wildcard Scotty brought in a whole bunch of Popeyes. I just found this mystery box of wings that are banging, but my hands are, and they're spicy. What do you call that spice, Landini? I call them good, <laughs> but because I don't want to turn into Linnell, I had to go easy on them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain that at uh, 106.7 The Fan versus yeah, Team 980. We will explain that at, Yo, the, at the party. If somebody remembers to ask us that, might need a couple don't of- Don't worry, I'll bring it up. <laughs> a couple of drinks, but that is an- only uncensored story. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yeah, well, Jeff is Jeff is uh is the person in charge to bring that story up. Whenever the rooster, listen, there's free food. The rooster shows up. God bless him. But somehow, when it's time to come on air, he gets lost. He had to go get. I've been trying to explain this to you for three years. People have to have headphones if they want to hear you. What if they don't want to hear him? <sighs> Oh, nah, man. I understand that. A lot of people do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rooster, I don't want to interrupt you. I want to uh-huh. let you tell the world your latest accomplishment and what it means to you. Uh, it was, it was a, a bright and shining moment in my not-so-illustrious radio career. Oh, wow. I came in. Yes, you had free food, which I was aware of because I was listening to B. Mitch and Finley on the way in. So I was aware Shout out that to Wildcard Pop- Scotty. You could say thank you to right. Wildcard Scotty. Thank you, Wildcard Scotty. 
Um, so I was aware that there was free food. So I did not come in for free food. I just came in to say hello to the boys uh, because and I'm a you, nice guy like and that. And you indulged in free food. You sure. I had, a, <laughs> I, had a, I had a wing, yes. I picked up the golf club after noticing that there was a lot of food on the floor. Not us. I picked we up the golf never. club and I said, hey, what if I put this French fry, this whole full-length French fry, into the cup? Mm-hmm. Would I be setting like a world Guinness Book of World Records type thing? So uh, I, I uh, put the French book fr- of world records right here. Whatever. <laughs> so I put the French fry down. Big. <laughs> I swung the big stick, put her in the hole, and bam, there you go. I mean, if that's not the new drop, I yeah. swung the big stick and, and put, put her in the, in the hole. hole. Yeah. Uh, congrats, yeah. Rooster. You, you will hear that successfully again. Successfully butted a French fry. I mean, this, into- this is what you guys have me on for, right? <laughs> so I can say stupid things. Probably, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, for I, everybody that hates me, I'm not that much of a jerk. No. I, I actually am somewhat you, funny sometimes. Human Chris Russell is great. Yeah. Cyborg alien Chris Russell that exists on social media, not so great. You like you take social media way too seriously. Yeah, I do. I, I'm trying. Look, I told Richmond John. You know Richmond John, right? Yeah, of course. I told him. I said ten years ago because he was making. I just called you know, him Richmond. Uh, Richmond, Richmond John, John and Richmond, whatever. <laughs> I, ten years ago, I would have taken things ultra, ultra seriously. Now that I got one foot in the grave, I just take. It's all bits and skits. That's all it's about. Um. I don't think it needs to be. I don't think put the biscuit put- in the basket. <laughs> this is where it gets hard. Um, this but is I'm where always it gets hard right. To interview you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there. That's uh, it, it's tough, but you're a professional. Um, something like that. I, I I am curious where you're at on uh, coaching search. Alarmed whatsoever. I think this is all just natural process. Yep. Uh, I'm w- I'm with you. Uh, I mean, like I I'm not into what Tennessee did last night. Which you don't is like Callahan hire? No, no, no. I like Callahan, and I think he deserves an opportunity, even though he hasn't been a play caller. I, I don't need you to necessarily be a play caller. Andy Reid was not a play caller in Green Bay when he went to Philadelphia and turned into, you know, arguably the what one of the top three coaches of all time. Yeah, top five. What, however, you want to rank that. He wasn't a play caller. He came from Green Bay as the quarterbacks coach. So I don't need you to be a play caller. What I what I was surprised by that was the timing. You have a first-time head coach, a non-play caller for a team that needs a lot of offensive help and maybe more than just offensive help in a weird situation, and you didn't wait for any of the other coaches available, you know, whether offense, defense, whatever they might be for the playoff teams to at least have a second round of interviews. You just fell in love with a guy, and I'm sure – He's a great coach. I don't know him. Do you? I don't know if you no. ever met him. I don't re- ever remember him being around here when you know when Ooh. his dad was here. No, Callahan. Yeah, I, I mean, Callahan you know, Auto. I've like, heard great things about him. But yeah, but if, I mean, like, like I said about any uh, one of these people on uh, try to hire somebody, if the guy checks all the boxes, yeah, you can go with him. And I, I guess that's you. what happened for but, them. But what if you? What if you know Mike McDonald also checks all the boxes? But. If if you wanted to go offensive, then you're not worried about the defensive. Guy. Okay. If you want to what go if defense, Ben Johnson checks all the boxes? But, now now you but, you're not waiting for Ben. Now you might not get Ben Johnson but, to to the point. But. Just like you remember when uh, Tomlin went to mm-hmm. Steelers, nobody thought he was going to get right, that job. I'm with you. And he's been there that long. When a guy hits what you think he is, 
You don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about the other guy. I mean, that's 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 fair, B. I, you know, I, I mean, I understand that. I guess what then I, again, I, I, I guess I would say is Johnson's, I was don't get the other people to take him right yeah. now. I was surprised <laughs> at how quickly they moved. I me, mm-hmm. but I'm a. You know, maybe I'm slow as molasses. Maybe I'm just too old. I don't know. I, I like to talk to everybody. I, I like to sure. consider as well, many options I, as I can. I Sorry, think, homie. I think anybody trying to dismiss Peter's talking with Eric Bieniemy is an idiot. I of course totally he's going to talk to him. Totally yeah. agree. I mean, and not to mention just the player evals they have going on probably through next week. <laughs> I mean, this is where I get in trouble because I got to watch what well, I say. Let's just say those people that are doing that, we should not even bring them up and give them no love on this show because they're idiots. They don't understand the whole concept of hiring anybody. Uh, I mean, I, like I don't think he's getting the job, but you'd be no. crazy not to talk to him. For, you for, talk to him. for a you month know. and a half, for a month and a half, I, I've just been saying he will absolutely get a head coaching interview here, and he deserves one. And it's not just to satisfy the Rooney rule; it has nothing to do with that. It doesn't, and do, it's smart. It doesn't whatsoever right. affect the Rooney right. rule, and it's smart those have to be external candidates. Yeah, to your point, it's smart to find out. Hey, man, why did you call for? 41.3 dropbacks per game with a fifth-round rookie. Like, why? Was there something that you saw in him that we're missing that we don't know? Or, or were you forced to do that? Or were you trying to prove a point? Or were you, like, or a, a, Bruce, at the minimum? Do you feel like you got a real shot at running your offense, running your room, and, and, the, and the what we were told was that he got to kind of run the land for a yeah. while, and then is you kind of get undercut in August. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, how much did what happened in August impact your season? Those yeah. are questions you want answers to. I, I agree. And uh, they, Roos and, is, and, uh, and producers ho- trying to get him. Yeah. He got a job to go do. What do you just let Doc talk? That's it. That, that's a good point. It's a good. Point. I don't know uh, why he has to leave. His show doesn't start for another the hour. Rooster show. Doc is, is the, the sidekick with him. I love you guys. I would hang out with you all the time, but the, you know, I'd probably get well, in trouble. We're not gonna pay you. <laughs> Let's so you might want to go. That. You might want to go over there where people go pay. You, you can that. have leftover Popeyes from Wild Card Scotty though. If you, if, I don't want to say. If you look at my paycheck. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, uh, you what do you silly, know? Rooster silly, made silly it weird and about girls. himself. Uh, when we return, Nikki Javala <laughs> joins the program. Zaza Pachulia. This one's for who? Us? 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 Beady pop, mother. When you hear that song, you know what it means. Time to get smarter. We welcome in our friend, Miss Nikki Javala <laughs> from the Washington Post. What's up, Nick? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, we're good, man. Just kind of getting through a Tuesday, watching football, preparing for football. But at the same time, in Washington, it's not about games or anything. It's about hires. Um, mm-hmm. How are you? You've been traveling. you spent a lot of time in Detroit lately. Um, yeah. How is uh, how is everything in Lions Land, and what have you learned that might relate to Commanders, Commanders land? land? Yeah, um, first of all, Detroit is freezing. I don't know how people do it there. It's freezing. I came back to thirty degree weather. I'm like, oh my god, this is balmy. Um, really? But now, if I may, I if I may provide some context here, I don't like the cold either. But Nikki is cold in October in Ashburn, so I fair. just provided That's some fair. context. <laughs> well, imagine how I was in Detroit. I can't imagine. I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was it was really good. Um, they have a good group. They have a likable group um, from the coaching staff down. Um, 
you know, talked to a number of players about, of course, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, just to kind of get their insight on what it's like working with them. Um, of course, they all had good things to say. Um, I, two very different coaches, not simply because one's offense, one's defense, but just in their their style, their approach, um, but seemingly equally loved by players out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I I did learn a lot about Ben Johnson. Um, you know, we – I didn't get a chance to really talk to him one-on-one that his availability on Thursday was, was really it. He had a packed week as I'm sure you guys have seen. Can I ask, um, <laughs> I know you and I know NFL protocols and the, typically the OC only talks once for whatever that is, 10, 15 correct. minutes. How much did you, I don't want to say pester, but perhaps ask repeatedly to get more access to Ben Johnson. Politely asked repeatedly, over and over and over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to. You're doing your job. But yeah, I, yeah, I love it. Do yeah. what you got to do, man. Right. You know. Um, yeah, unsuccessful there. But <laughs> it was it was really good to get like locker room time and just you know talk to players and kind of hear what they had to say from you know not just offensive guys too, just to hear from defensive players. What on, was kind on of what the it's like consensus on him? Yeah, I mean it, the one thing that literally every player said was he's a very clear communicator um, and he's collaborative in the sense that, um, you know, players are the ones out there. They're seeing what they're seeing. They can go to their coach and be like, listen, this is not working or we're seeing this. We should try this. And he listens to them. Really? Um, yeah. And mm. they really, they appreciate that. Um, he's also collaborative with his assistants and others on staff on kind of getting really creative with their play designs um, you know, and, and Washington is smart and hiring, um, um, Spielman as a consultant because his brother is Chris Spielman, who is assistant to the CEO in Detroit sure, and works quite a bit as it turns out with Ben Johnson on, you know, the digital library of plays that they have. So, you know, they know what they're doing. They know where their plugs are. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Is it, it's a, he's, He's not like a rah-rah guy. I mean, he's a he's a mathematics and computer science major at Carolina. Super smart genius type, right? Um, not not the Dan Campbell style, but players believe in him um, because it works. Well, they really you, like him. When you talk to him and you start getting those leadership qualities, as uh, Adam says, he's looking for, do you yeah. do you hear that as well? Yes. Yes. And again, it's not the, it, it, he doesn't come off as like, wow, this man is the ultimate motivator type sort of like Dan Campbell does, but he is forceful. He is direct. Um, he doesn't mince his words. I mean, you, you've probably heard his pressers by now. Like there's, he doesn't do what I do right now with like, and, uh, and he's very clear about what he wants and he's forceful about it. Um, he's very detailed. Um, and he, he works his butt off apparently. I mean, players say he's, he's there all the time. It just works nonstop. And I, I went back and talked to some of the former coaches who worked with him or coached him even at Carolina. And they all said, you know, this is how he's been from day one. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting to, to kind of see him, you know, come up just and talking to other coaches about him and, and just to hear what other players had to say about him. Yeah, that, that is really interesting. We're talking with our friend Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. 
You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. Um, Nikki's been covering the NFC playoffs for the, for the post. Got to spend some time in Detroit. Are you going to San Fran this weekend, I'm guessing? I'm not. I'm going to be in Baltimore this weekend. Okay, and then, be more. Um, I'm actually going to Baltimore this weekend. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, it's gonna, it should be a heck of a game. Yeah, I agree. Um, with uh, j- just one more specific to the Ben Johnson stuff. I think it's vital for folks to understand that Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell, and he has to be his authentic self to accomplish everything he wants to do, right? Pete Carroll had this really interesting, um, I I, I thought, really detailed explanation about how he got to – his how to find his success in Seattle. And it was like, you have to be your authentic self Mm -hmm. and then turn things up from there, but being yourself and get people to believe in it. Yeah. And there's a million ways to do that. Like there's there, you don't have to give a press conference about biting kneecaps. You you could do it a hundred different ways. And I think it's important to remember that leadership can be about demanding precision and demanding structure without ever yelling or, 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 or banging a table or splash, splattering a watermelon. Doesn't mean those ways are bad either, but there's more than one way to approach this. And I just, I want our audience to understand that. And I imagine you, I'm guessing you tend to agree with that, Nikki. Yes. No, totally. And I, I think everything you see from Dan Campbell, just in my short time of being around him, I don't want to proclaim to, you know, know that I really know, know this man, but he does seem incredibly genuine. Um, you know, what he says he believes and, you know, I, Players aren't dumb. They 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 know when people are BSing them, oh, you know, yeah. and and they 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 know that he's not. They believe in him. Um, he believes in them, and you know he's and he's not a dumb guy. Like I know. I think he plays kind of it up as like a character. Kind of a, well, just like, yeah, he's, sometimes he's, when you're he, very motivational, people just take you. They think that oh, that's the only way. No, no, that's the way right. he needs to be. Sometimes. No, I I and I I think that's that's. I mean, it's short-sighted, but it's also wrong. Like, he has built a really good staff, and he's in. He seems to be in lockstep with Brad Holmes and getting the type of players that they want, and they've really developed players out there. I mean, just look at their track record. Look at what they've done with Goff. Um, so it's it's it was really interesting to be around. It's fun to be around. You know, it's a it's a likable group. That's great. Um, talking with our friend Nikki Jabala here. You want to hear something cool that I j- just found out about an hour ago? Um, I assume you saw the Pelissero report that if Johnson gets the job, he's probably going to bring Hank Fraley to town uh, or yes, wherever he I've goes. I've heard that too, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, generally, the, he's going to take some people from that Detroit staff. That's just how this sure. thing works. Guess who was teammates with Hank Fraley for two years in Philadelphia? Three. Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell, of course. <laughs> um, and I think to your point about the rah-rah stuff, that he might not be that guy, B – Hank could hey, be Hank that. motivate people a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably a good mix for what Ben Johnson is. But, like, listen, he's, like, one of the best O-line coaches. Look at their group out there. Like, of course you would want to bring him. And, like, an OC role here would be, you know, everything an OC does minus play calling because Ben would do that. Um, so it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm, I'm curious – how done of a deal you think this is? I think it's pretty done. It seems like most people do. Um, 
where do you land? Yeah, I mean, I think this, he's been their top target all along. I will never say it's completely done. I think there's still plenty of time for them to talk to other people. And, and, and I don't think this is a group that goes into it with their mind made up from the start, um, just looking at Harris's track record and, and what they've done so far. But, you know, I, I know they really like this guy. And my guess, and again, things could change, uh, but my guess is he would have to completely implode in her, his in-person interview for him not to get it or he could decide he doesn't want it um mm-hmm. there's always that too but I, I he's still their top target as far as i'm that part I've could be told. a little scary yeah I, yeah I i don't see either of those things happening the implosion or yeah i i think certainly not the implosion you know the way they handled peters who was the top target on the market and got him and there really wasn't much of a chase and or, or there wasn't, like, you know, what, what do they always say about ducks or geese or whatever? That it all looks nice and calm above the water, but below the water, their yeah, feet are going like crazy. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, that They feels, know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they built this, this process of interviewing people in a specific way, and it's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure out who their targets were out of that, you know, with Bob Myers and Spielman. And, like, it's very clear what they're trying to do, but they're methodical about it. Um, and you know, they, it's an attractive market for once, you know, I mean, I don't think any other market is as attractive. I mean, you bring up, it's bizarre to Chargers, say it's yeah. an older roster, um, you know, Carolina, you got Tepper. I mean, I just think this is the top landing spot but B for, had a for good, head coaches or GMs. I agree with you, but Brian had a good point earlier where. It's easy for us to say that, but any coach that gets that call from an owner is going to be like probably Mike McDonald. You know, they have options, they have leverage. You know, how vital does that D coordinator hire become if it's Johnson, when it's Johnson, and who do you think gets it? I mean, I think it's huge no matter who your head coach is. Um, you know, there there are candidates I would like to see here. I just don't know if it would ever be feasible. Like I like Ajira Evero in Carolina, but I don't I don't I don't I kinda doubt that Carolina would let him out of his, his deal there. Um I think his assistant uh GM, I mean assistant head coach, he could probably move on. There's that. You know, yeah. you yeah, it, to do a lateral move they won't do it, but yeah, you add a tag like that, which is what many teams do, just to you know, as a loophole. So you think he's Evero then won't get a head coaching job, though. Seems like he's a cycle away. Maybe. I mean, his name has come up in the last two cycles. I'll be curious to see what happens in Carolina if they don't get Ben Johnson, if they do turn to him as head coach. You know, just they elevated Dan Morgan from in-house. Might right. they turn to Evero. He's a good coach. He's been around a lot of good guys. He's on Gruden's staff originally in Tampa. Um, you know, I... I I think he would be really good in to have that sort of that Fangio system on the back end with Ben Johnson's offense. Could be really interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. I I wonder if they're not going to try to pair a veteran there um, just so you have somebody with, with you know, well, head coaching if experience. If we go or, the way we sure. think they should, shouldn't they let Ben decide who that is? Yes. Yeah. Like, I want I want Adam to make this hire, and then I want Ben to make that hire. Hundred percent, B. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder. 
I highly doubt this, too. Is there any way Glenn comes with him? No. I the mean, you say again, that leads I me to believe you know something, Brian. No, I'm just saying yeah. I don't think I don't think he's gonna want to leave there being behind someone and come here and be right behind him again. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's no. got a good thing going in Detroit right now, and he's, you know, his name has come up in the cycle. He, I, I don't know though. You never know. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I'm just saying you could do the same assistant head coach move. Sure. That you, that yeah. You do with Evero. Um, kind of going forward here. Timeline, I I think this if the Lions lose, I think we I think not only this could be done, I think there could be a press conference in Ashburn by the end of next week. If the I Lions think so too. if the Lions win, obviously it goes farther, but I, I think yeah. what what day is next Friday? The What is that? The I want next to say Friday second? is the twenty sixth. Next Friday would be February second. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, this is yeah. If, the, if the Lions if, lose, if they lose, they could do in-person interviews. They could wrap up interviews really on Monday, um, you know, and, and decide then. And then the question is, though, you know, that's a week of the senior bowl. Do you send them down to Mobile immediately? Do you have them? Um, I've heard there's some here? question who's going this? anyway for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it could just be Adam Peters. It could be Marty and Martin if they're still around. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's everything's uh, – sort of a toss-up right now. Real quick on that. I, I've been told, and I'm guessing you've been told, that you know, if you go to the website and you see that Martin's still listed as GM and, and Marty's still yeah. on there, it's my understanding that don't worry about this right now. Give it a little bit of time. You got contracts, yeah. lawyers, yeah. and agents to figure stuff out. I, I do, though, feel like there's an avenue where Mayhew – is retained. I mean, Peters and Mayhew. I did too. I mean, he worked with Peters and San Fran. I watched the two of them talk on the sideline when the Niners were here last month. And you could, it, it, all these guys know each other. They seem like legit friends. It just, it seemed different. Yeah. Yeah. I I could totally see it. I could totally see it. Um, And I, I mean, they got a lot of, they have a lot of decisions to make in like the next week. Really? Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think this is the week two where you're really going to start to see more hirings. We saw it with Callahan um, and, and Tennessee. I think we're going to start to see more. You probably. Think, you think Harbaugh to the Chargers, Belichick to the Falcons are done deals? I wouldn't say done deals. I still wonder with with Harbaugh. You know how badly will Michigan fight to keep him? You know, ten years, one forty. He's used he's used this years, before as leverage. Might he do it again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten years, one forty. Ten years, one forty. Yeah. And if he can get that little clause to where he can't yeah. get fired without with with cause, ooh yeah. Who's Michigan's I mean, biggest? I want booster? that deal. They got a they got like a Goldman Sachs hedge fund dude, right? That like drives that Michigan. Operation. Of course they do. They got gobs <laughs> of money. Right. Are you kidding me? If 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 that. Call goes out, hey, guys, we need 10 years, 140 for coach. That's the offer already from what I hear. How many people do you think it, they have to text to cover that? Four people split it? Uh, one dude no, covers they, it? They got one little deal they can take care of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nikki, thank you for your time. I'll see you in Baltimore. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Nikki, hope jump on the I hope so. I, I hope so, too. I assume we are. That was gonna be, it's going to be a little warm this weekend. You'll be that good. was Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. People have been calling in. We haven't asked for calls. Call in now. 
Sure seems like this Ben Johnson thing is going to be a done deal, but I'm sure you have things to say. We'll be right back. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. You heard Earl Forsey there in the update tell you that Garofolo is saying looks like a done deal Harbaugh to L.A. What I want to be specific. He said striking distance. Striking distance. With getting a deal done. How much do you think it is? Big number. Yeah. Um, in more than 140? I bet it's not the same term. I, I, so that's 10 years 140, right? Yeah. So that's 14 per? Yeah. I bet it's around that number. 15, 16, but a shorter term. Shorter term. Right? I mean, if, if it was four years for 60. Makes sense. Now, Doc all along said 20 was the number. I mean, if I got off of 14, you got you to gotta hit, hit a little higher than that. Well, because you're not getting close to the overall guarantee number either. Yeah. Like, well, any number that they get is guaranteed in the pro, in the, in the, as coaches. Right, but what I'm saying is if I got 140 on the table at Michigan, that number's got to be at least 100. Gruden got 10 years, 100 million. Yeah. What did Sean Payton get? And that was five years Sean ago. Sean Payton got 18 million a year. I think it's 2025. Yeah. If it's four for 80, I think five you're talking. Five seven, 140. Sure. Because Payton just got 18. Well, and, and the big thing that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch got that was a big deal is they got six-year deals. Five-year deals have been standard. Maybe Harbaugh gets six. I don't think he's going to last six, but maybe he gets six. I thought this was fascinating. Why do you think he's going to last six, though? He doesn't tend to stay in one place all that long. I'm not saying he gets fired. I'm just saying that dude is nuts. Who knows? He might move to the moon. He's a little different. Um, Maybe. I bet he's been in Michigan six. Because, I mean, how long ago does it seem when he couldn't beat Ohio State? Because that was the the narrative there for a minute. Yeah. Um. All right, so he's been in Michigan since 15. So he's been in Michigan eight years. Okay. But prior to that, he was with the Niners for four seasons, Stanford for four seasons, San Diego before that for three seasons. So he's bounced pretty quick. Um, I find this pretty damn interesting. So... Earl Forsey just came out and said Garofolo um, is saying striking distance for Harbaugh to sign with the Chargers as a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I got this email from the betting people earlier today. The Titans have already filled that job. There were six jobs yesterday. There were six open jobs. Titans, Seahawks, Panthers, Falcons, Commanders, Chargers. Mm-hmm. Titans is full. Brian Callahan. There you go. I got an email about two hours ago that odds to bet who was going to get the Chargers job and the Falcons job had been pulled off the board. All right. So you could no longer bet on these guys. That's done. And it was Harbaugh as the leader in L.A. and Belichick as the leader for Atlanta. And I still think they're going to end up just like that. Right. Well, it seems like the Harbaugh thing might actually be close to done. Um, so what? Then you're talking about three teams left. Commanders, it's 
Ben Johnson is still the overwhelming favorite. Depending where you see it, it's minus 150, minus 200, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then you've only got two jobs left, Panthers and Seahawks. Seahawks, a lot of people think that's going to end up being Dan Quinn. Mike Vrabel's still out there poking around. It's, mm-hmm. it's entirely possible, Brian, that the dude that should be the number one candidate, and I think Doc kind of hinted at this earlier, that Mike McDonald with the Ravens <laughs> stays Ravens D coordinator this year. He may. Don't you think? It's possible. Unless something drastic happens and he's back in that market, he's out there available this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, the reports are now saying the commander's brass is going to fly out to Detroit on Monday, period. Win or lose, we're coming to see you, buddy. And mm-hmm. they're also going to interview Aaron Glenn. It's, it, that's needs to be part of this. And I'm sure that they will interview Anthony Weaver and Mike McDonald next week, one way or another. The NFL allows teams that make the Super Bowl, those coaches can interview during the that bye week okay. next week. So whether the Lions or the Ravens win or lose, Josh Harris and crew will be talking to those dudes next week okay. for sure. But I'll take it. But more and more, it's starting to seem like the musical chairs are getting full. The commanders are going to land Ben Johnson. The bunch seems to be the Panthers. Yeah, we don't know what they're going to do there. We don't know exactly how they're going to play. You know, listen, man, I know everybody likes to say all the things of, oh, yeah, the money don't make a difference. That's a lie. Money makes all the difference. You come to me with money in the structure, and I have final say, I might skip a, a certain team and go to another one. Sure. So I don't. We, we'll find out what he does because he is the wild card, Tepper. Yes, and he's got more money than most people. So that's what I'm saying. So until that stuff is finalized, I don't know. You want to hear how disorganized this Tepper situation seems? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they put in an interview request for Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and then realized that they put in the interview request for the wrong B. Johnson. Oh, they did, Ben? Yeah, and they never even went through with it. Mm. I mean, what are they? So they didn't want to talk to Ben? They wanted to talk to Ben, but not Brian. So when the, when the interview so request they did came it for Brian Johnson. Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes. Well, in that case, let me go back. Uh, he's not going to, <laughs> to Carolina. It doesn't. I mean, if you if you trust the Vegas stuff, which you can be dismissive of, should you choose Ben Johnson for the Panthers, isn't even on the list of guys you could bet on. Mm. I think that tells you plenty. This he he basically turned them down last year. If he's turning them down and Vegas didn't even put nods on it, I think it tells you something. I've also heard you want to hear you want to hear a big picture thing? Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys splutter, sputter again next year, you think they keep Vrabel? I'm sorry, do you think they keep McCarthy? McCarthy? No. I think Vrabel could get that job. Do a year of television. Mm-hmm. 
Go get the Dallas job. Yeah, it's possible. Anything is possible. Landfill, how close does Ben Johnson to the commanders feel to you? I definitely feel that it's happening. Yes. I think it's just one of those situations, you know, this happens kind of every year with the head coaching search where uh, a team has pretty much settled on a guy, but he's still coaching. So they have to officially wait till this team loses or, uh, you know, the Super Bowl is over uh, before they can announce it. Jeffrey, how done does this thing feel? I'm with Landfill. It, it's done. We just waiting for everything to, um, you know, settle down. I think a lot of this stuff now is just, you know, smoke in the air to, to let people I, know. I don't think, I don't believe it's done. I think I'm looking at these, the level of the coaches they're interviewing. I don't think you're just playing them no. like that. So I feel like they may, they may have a favorite in the crew they already in already interviewed twice, but they still want to get the final thing with him to give everybody a fair share. Agreed. I think they know who the leader is, and they're pretty sure they're going to take him, but they are going to approach these meetings seriously. Okay. But I I think you're kind of right, too, Jeff. So what I mean by it's done, that's what I mean. Like, they they know who their guy is. They know who they're going to pursue the hardest. Anything else I just think is like, all right, if we don't land this guy, this is who we're going to go to next. Kevin in D.C., stay there. You've been on hold for a while. I'm going to take your call when we return. It's be Mr. Finley. All right, so Landfill claims he's doing a bit with the last two songs, Landfill. Are you aware of what the bit was? This song here? I can't. I, I, don't, I don't know that I paid enough attention or whatever. I'm unaware. What was it, Landfill? Oh, the first song was Just Got Paid by Johnny Kemp, and at the beginning of the song, he says, like Johnny Kemp said, I just got paid. Yeah, you know what? I hope <laughs> devoted listeners of the program paid attention. Mm-hmm. Am I overdue to give something away? I feel like I'm in the principal's office here. All right. Tell him, Wendy. Get on it. Wendy's Wendy's giving me the eye like I forgot to do something, but it's a safer bet. More likely he forgot something. It's a safer bet Jeff forgot to do something. You want me get you want me get Wendy out of here, bro? No, Wendy's cool. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just asking Wendy, do I need to do something? We're off the air in four minutes. Okay, cool. Wendy, your earrings look nice. Kevin in DC has been on hold for a while. <laughs> Boy, you're so crazy. Hello, Kevin. Hey, uh the fan, the fan. Uh yeah, my name is Kevin and I was uh I'm going to address this to B. Mitch, man. B. Mitch, you know about defense. You know defense win championship Super Bowls back in the 70s when the Redskins was winning everything. So the, the head the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, what's his name? I can't McDonald's. get his name in my head. Old McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Man, give him $140 million for for. 10 years, like you said to that other guy you was talking about. All right, but what I'm saying is, in this day and age, everything sways towards the offense. That's why people say offense is – that's why you want to get offense coordinated for the most part. I don't just look at the offensive side. I think they have an advantage in this game of football that they play today. Right. So do you think – yeah, you got a point there, but do you think they need to keep the enemy too? I – you know what? If I think if he was given a fair shake, we would have a different conversation. Right now, I don't think that happens. So, 
They're going to go with yeah. where they're going to go. Thank you, Kev. We got a boogie, man. Um, shout out to Kevin who said the Redskins won Super Bowls in the 70s, and I think he called him the enemy. Um, <laughs> Landfill, we got to make some bets. Let's get them. Jeffrey? Okay, so of course the J Brothers stand is strong as we were the only ones to hit our bat last. J Brother Warriors. Can we get some can we get some horns for that landfill? Hey. Yeah, good shot. Uh, good shot, landfill. And I'm still debating on who I'm gonna take for tonight. So anybody else have a pick? Just take who you're gonna take. I'm guessing Landini so? does. Lord knows what continent. Uh I'm actually just going to Kentucky. I'm taking Louisville plus 14 and a half and Kentucky. Minus five and a half parlay. Ooh, the season. bluegrass parlay. Mm-hmm. I love it. Ooh. About you, B? I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Appreciate the honesty. Pelicans are going, are playing the Jazz in New Orleans. Give me the Pelicans. Give me the Knicks over the Nets. That's what I'm taking tonight. Knicks over the Nets in Brooklyn. Yes, sir. Um, Hoya's playing tonight, getting three and a half at home against Butler. Has me a little intrigued. Um, kind of looking at LaSalle hosting Dayton. Johnny Daniels, Dayton Flyers. Um, uh, I don't know. You guys are better at picking than I am. <clears throat> Ooh, I don't know about this. Did Kentucky just lose? I got it. I got my pick. Who's ready? We all giving out picks already. Landfill, <laughs> record this. Give me the Cox. South Carolina plus five and a half at home against Kentucky. No pause needed, Jeff. Give me the game, Cox. Thank you. Don't don't do that. You was dead wrong for that. You put emphasis on it and everything, bro. On what? <laughs> on what? You know. <laughs> What's Go he talking ahead, about, bro. B? You know what he's talking about. I am South Carolina plus five and a half at home against Kentucky. Give me the game, Cox. Thank you to everyone. Are they everyone. playing tonight? Yeah, dude, I think. January 23rd, right? Okay. You like that pick, huh? Not really. <laughs> I was about to say something that would have required a big hey, I also want to add to my parlay. <laughs> there he is. There's our guy, Jeff. I'm going to take Kentucky. I want Duquesne over St. Bonaventure. And you want to add Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> Minus five. The amount of Gamecocks jokes I want to make that I'm, I'm holding back on. Uh, and you should. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, that listened to the program today. Thank you to Barstool Nate for joining us. Thank you to Mitch Tischler for joining us. Thank you to Doc Walker and Chris Russell for joining us. And thank you to Nikki Jabvala for joining us. We had one caller in four hours. He was on hold for damn near an hour, and he told us the Redskins won Super Bowl in the 70s. We will open the phone lines up Thursday at 1 o'clock. That much I promise you. Mm -hmm. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You made it this far. I owe you a beer. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.